The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome into a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. We are coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And check us out on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. You can see the latest from the post-practice interviews with Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, and Blake Harrell from Wednesday evening. That is available for you to watch in their entirety on YouTube. So make sure you are subscribed. Got a new edition of Pirate Radio Trivia coming out uh, next week that I'm excited about that we will talk more about later on. And uh, a lot more there for you on our YouTube page. Somebody asked me last night at Sports Trivia, I had the app. How do I listen to the show? There's like a million freaking ways to do it, people. Radio, online, Facebook, YouTube. It's easy. It's very simple. Uh, We got a big show for you today. We'll get to know saturday's opponent a little closer because uh with them being fcs it's hard to know a lot about charleston southern and what they bring to the table so we'll talk to david shelton from the post and courier he covers the buccaneers we'll get uh his thoughts on their game so far this season players to watch and more we'll get a scouting report on charleston southern coming up at 320 with david shelton later on in hour number one week three of the nfl season begins tonight it is game day for panthers fans like chandler honeycutt we will uh talk about that and more with the big man on campus jeff nadu who'll run down some of his favorite games including what he thinks about tonight's contest i'm uh one and oh in my thursday night player props so i've got another one for tonight that i'm going to give out and try to stay undefeated chandler's not going to like this one yeah but uh, I got one of those that we'll talk about with Jeff Nadeau later on. Ronnie Woodward will join us on our Bud Light ECU report. We'll uh, find out uh, what's been going on at practice this week and talk to Ronnie. Also, we're a quarter of the way done, right? Three games in to the 2021 season. We'll take an early look at Ronnie's over and unders that we did before the season started regarding East Carolina, how many points they score, how many points they allow, Holton Ayler's props, Harris Mitchell, Sneed, CJ, tight end, McMillan, uh, all that. So we did that before the season started. We'll get a, a quick look, kind of a progress report on how Ronnie's doing with his over-under predictions for ECU football in 2021. Got all that. And touchdown, Tony Collins coming up at 5 o'clock to talk about the Pirates, talk about his Patriots, and comments from Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick on the way as well so a packed thursday show also you can be a part of the show by checking us out on facebook live chiming in there chiming in on twitter or giving us a call 317-1250 as we are live until six o'clock here on pirate radio live we already have some chatter in the facebook chat <laughs> we got uh steve hill saying clipper 
that was a test for our audio producer today chandler honeycutt filling in for shirley Rhodes. hello chandler what's up clipper not only i said last week that when your team plays you should get the day off <laughs> not only do you not have the day off you have a tougher job than normal yes while your panthers are playing tonight that is true so Definitely. stay focused you can pound later but just focus for the next three hours. All right. I know you're going to be pounding later. I want to save my pound. <laughs> you're a big-time pounder. I'm going to save my pounding for later on. Uh, Jenny Shelton has filled in the role of video production today. Hello, Jenny. What's up, Clip? Thank you for your service. Yep. I'm Team Pirate Radio all the way. <laughs> all right. She's ready to jump in whenever. As long as he doesn't pound me back here. You know, keep pounding, get hyped up for the game. I'm Jesus not ready Christ. for the Panthers. Ew. Um, Ew. Guess who else is in the Facebook live chat? Our buddy Benjamin. Don't look back, Benjamin. Ah, Benjamin. Benjamin uh, correctly said East Carolina would beat Marshall. He's the guy last week that told me and I go not to look back, and then eventually he said we should look back. I don't think Benjamin has rearview mirrors on his car. No, he tore those off because he's the future so bright he needs shades. Benjamin, I guess we need your official prediction for ECU and Charleston Southern since uh, you nailed last week's prediction. You're 1-0 on the year, so let's keep that rolling. Uh, you can chime in with us, be a part of the program on a Thursday. Let's get to the uh, the rundown real quick. And uh, we'll start with uh, an indoor practice facility. This has been a topic of conversation for a long time. Uh, it was rainy yesterday. In fact, Mike Houston was asked about it yesterday by Stephen Igo. Uh, let's go number two, Chandler, as Mike Houston talked about the need for an indoor practice facility. It's badly needed for a long time. I mean, it's, you know, if, if you had that today, then, you know, there's no worry about practice. You're going to get it in. Uh, and you can, you can have everything scheduled, and then if the lightning does come, then, you know, you're not disrupted. And it's just these padded practices, you just, they're so valuable because, you know, you, you, you're going to play on Saturday how you practice during the week. And, uh, and there's, no, there's no way you can simulate contact. Um, and so when you lose a contact day, that's, you know, that hurts you. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's you know, a, a bad, bad, bad priority need. All right, Mike Houston there on the need for an indoor practice facility. Steven Igo went on a kind of a Twitter rant yesterday about it. And someone uh, yesterday, I think about the time we were getting off the air, it was yesterday evening, I believe, uh, started a GoFundMe for an indoor practice facility. Uh, and as I click on the link right now, it says fundraiser for ECU indoor practice facility. Um, Sam W is organizing this fundraiser to benefit East Carolina university. Uh, this was created 21 hours ago. A, uh, right now, how are we looking? $2,920 All right. have been raised. So we got like the doors for it. Maybe. So just to like fill people in on how disruptive it is, um, they went on rush for everything. When we got out there yesterday, we were allowed for the first 30 minutes, and they started doing um, drills that I'm not used to seeing right off the gate. So they were in a rush mode to get things done before the storm, and then the storm never came. And so, I, you know, it's really disruptive, during, especially during season. Well, and I see comments like they're going to play in the rain. They're good. they need to practice in the rain. Well, that's all well and good. Again, this is but not you want those padded practices. This is not a like 
ECU needs a, a cherry on top uh, of what they have. Uh, this is not a luxury at this point. This is a need that all their peers have. Um, what about thunderstorms? And, and I mean, even beyond that, like the schools we're competing against have these. It can be, I, I don't know, a, a nice little, hey, check this out during a recruiting trip, that kind of thing. And then the practical practice that you miss because of bad weather and what you need to get done during the week which time is very limited it's uh it's absolutely a need at this point for uh for east carolina so that uh that discussion seems to go on year after year after year with not much being done but we'll see moving forward uh how much of a priority that is for a a a school an athletic department that is struggling financially mike houston said it was a high priority yesterday um and when he was done talking we were still talking about the rain and um i made a comment as he was leaving isn't it just a metal dome like out of all the things we've built around the practice facilities and training facilities isn't it just a metal dome i don't know I just don't understand why it's so difficult to get here. Okay, I don't either. But I don't know. I don't. I'm not an architect, um, and I'm just passing it along that there's a, a GoFundMe out there right now for this uh, this practice facility. All right, um, coming up tonight, college football. Two teams that East Carolina has already played this season will face off in Boone. It'll be Appalachian State hosting Marshall. App State is a seven-point favorite, and it has been seven and stayed that way pretty much all week, although Jeff Nadeau did say he got Marshall at seven and a half. Interesting game tonight. I mean, I'm leaning Appalachian State. Uh, Chandler, who you got? I don't know. Jenny just asked me that, and uh, I want to lean App State. I really want to see how Wells bounces back. I mean, well, there's not much bouncing back. He threw for over 400 yards last week against the Pirates. I want to see how Ali does against that App State defense that was very physical against East Carolina the first week. How their running back does against Marshall. Exactly. Because he was explosive, too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I think I like this matchup. I really do. And I'm going to lead App State. So, uh, I'm going to go with the Mountaineers. I'm going Marshall why just because i think they're more on the bounce back and want to win and prove uh what they lost last weekend the bounce back is uh, a factor i look at quite a bit in picking games chandler your panthers uh no need to bounce back they have been great through two weeks yeah don't know about the level of the competition they probably play the they definitely play the worst team they played all year tonight the Texans. The Texans. Poor David Cullen. Are the te- who's better? I, I was thinking Texans Jets. or Jets. I if thought they you were play, with- if they play in New York, the Jets are favored. If they play in Houston, maybe Houston's favored. I, I mean, I still think the Jets are better. Yeah, I believe it depends on the home field and where they're at. If they play in Houston, I'd say it's you know Houston's favor. Uh, if they play in New York, it's probably the Jets. Hot mic over there, guys. Hot mic. Hot yeah, mic. So, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting bottom-of-the-barrel bowl, I think, in the National Football League. So, uh, I'm going Texans tonight. With the spread. Plus the points, just because the Panthers by eight on the road. 
I know they're playing it's a short week. A glorified college football team, but I just I, I can't do that. I'm not ready to give the Panthers you. that much credit. I don't blame and you. I'm two and oh taking the Panthers so far this year. I want okay. that to be known as well. All right. Loved them last hey, week. Hey, I don't blame you at all. I'm not touching that. I don't like that line. I think that's way too high. So are you nervous? Are you nervous? Nah, you're not nervous. Chandler. Panthers are gonna win this game. Are you nervous? I think they win by three, six. To be honest, Clip, I hope we win by much more than that. Look, you better just take a win. A win. I just hope our defense continues to dominate. That's the, been the the key point of this season so far is this this young defense dominating, especially up front with Brian Burtz and Hassan Reddick. And, of course, J.C. Horn. Haven't heard much of him, but that's a good sign. I mean, he's covering. He's a blanket over there in, at the corner position. I think Dante Jackson is having a good bounce back year so far. It's only week three, but uh, I really am excited to see that defense play tonight. Now I want to see that offense uh, really. And I, you know, look, Christian McCaffrey's going to get the ball, and uh, I think his receptions uh, line was five and a half. I think he goes over that easy tonight. Are you uh, giving out props now on the show? Yeah, call me uh, big man near East Carolina's campus. Well, that's me. But you're big man on. Oh, you're, you are a big man near East. You're Carolina. big man near. The man near big, East Carolina. Big campus. man near UBE. Man. You should be big head and he should be big man. Big now, we're head. Getting, now we're getting personal. Big head on shoulders. Speaking of body parts. Uh, His neck? Davis Seals. My neck. David Seals, a.k.a. Davis Mills. Stephen Igo, who doesn't know anything about quarterbacks. Not at all. Calls him David Seals. Uh, he is kind of trending right now on Twitter because of his neck. And it is a pretty impressive neck. I got to say. It is. Because uh, Mike Glennon has a neck on him, former NC State quarterback. Mm -hmm. But his is, like, tall and skinny. He's got – his is kind of thick with with two Cs, but it's, like, giraffe length as well. He's got a thick neck. Thick, long neck on this guy. And you know what? uh... He looks like Peyton to me. It looks like if A.J. McCarron and Kyle Allen had a baby. It looks like if Peyton's forehead went down to his neck. Yeah. <laughs> if you flip his head around, it would look like Peyton Man. I think it takes like two hours for his food to get down to his stomach. <laughs> so when he goes to – when he was swimming as a kid, he had to wait like an extra 45 minutes. Yes. You know, you eat and you have to have that time to not go in I the pool. I think it's 30 minutes. Yeah, he had to wait an extra 45 because it was still going down that gullet. All right, kids, y'all can get back in the pool, Dave, Davis. No, you you got to wait 15 more minutes, buddy. But, Mom, I only had half my sandwich. But your PB&J is only halfway <laughs> down your gullet, son. What a neck on that guy. That makes me like the Texans even more tonight. Check out the, the neck on that guy. Hey, he must work out. All right, there's our uh, our Panthers preview. More on that with uh, Jeff Nadeau coming up a little later on. We'll talk some NFL with Tony Collins as well. Quick look at the MLB playoff picture. Uh, Phillies beat the Orioles last night, but the Braves took care of their business against the Diamondbacks, so they remain uh, three games up in the NL East. We got some scores on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard going on right now. Looks like the Cardinals' reign of terror will finally come to an end. The Brewers are up four to nothing on St. Louis, but St. Louis has played so well of late. What do they got? How many games in a row have they won? The Cardinals have won 11 games in a row. 
and uh, Cincinnati lost last night. So uh, the Cardinals are in a great spot to be that second wild card against either the Giants or the Dodgers. The Giants leading the West by two games. The Dodgers will be the top wild card. And then you got the Braves leading the Phillies. Brewers are going to win the Central rather easily. On the other side in the American League, Tampa Bay has clinched the playoff spot. They're going to win the East. The Red Sox have won seven in a row. The Yankees have won three in a row and now have leapfrogged the Blue Jays. So if the season ended today, I know you're sick of seeing this matchup, but it would be Red Sox-Yankees in the wild card game. Blue Jays are half a game back. Igos Mariners have won four in a row. They're only two and a half games back of that final wild card spot. The Astros are going to win the West. The White Sox will win the Central. So that's a look at your MLB playoff picture and uh, a bit of a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. The Buck. The Buck. Wow. I let her take it over. Not bad, Jenny. Not bad at all. Thank you. All right. We will uh, take a time out. When we return, we'll get to know Saturday's opponent a little bit better. We will talk to David Shelton from the Post and Courier. He covers charleston southern football what does altry denson's team bring to the table on saturday we'll find out when we return on pirate radio live we are back with you after this to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates for Mexican food and fun. It's got to be Chico's for dining or to go. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Flip Brock. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. We'll look at NFL Week 3 coming up in just a little bit with Jeff Nadeau. Ronnie Woodward joins us for our Bud Light ECU report at 4 o'clock. And ECU Hall of Famer, touchdown Tony Collins, will be here at 5 o'clock. We'll talk Pirates, his Patriots, and hear from Mike Houston and Donnie Kirkpatrick. So, we got a lot coming up on the Pirates side of things. Let's uh, talk about the upcoming game on Saturday from the Charleston Southern perspective as we go out to the Fixed NC Live line and welcome on David Shelton from the Post and Courier. He covers Charleston Southern football, and he joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. David, I uh, appreciate your time. How you doing today? Ah, doing good, doing good. The weather's perfect here today. I'm, I'm kind of jealous that i'm not out playing golf <laughs> uh yeah charleston not a bad place to be hopefully and i do believe uh david will have some good weather for you coming up saturday six o'clock at dowdy ficklin stadium as east carolina takes on the buccaneers and uh david wanted to get to know this football team a little more i i know a little bit about them because when i was doing my research during the summer I saw their head coach was Altry Denson and said, wow, I remember that name and was able to talk to him this summer for a few minutes. And, uh, boy, he seemed like a, a great man, and he was a great player. I remember watching him. Uh, what about Coach Denson and, and him kind of putting his stamp on that Charleston Southern Buccaneer program? How has he done so far in his tenure, David? 
You know, I, I think he's I think he's done well. I think they've won seven of their last ten games. Uh, last last year was obviously uh, a throwaway year. They didn't play in the fall. They played four games in the spring, and uh, you know, but in 2019 they started out two and six. Then they won their last four games uh, to finish 500 and really build a lot of momentum. I think the recruiting has gone pretty well. Um, they, they, they've expanded and, and been able to get some kids out of Georgia and Florida and, and still recruit in-state. Uh, there's some pretty good talent in South Carolina. Um, you know, he's got a good staff. I, I think they're still, uh, they still need some, some areas to improve upon. And, and I think, you know, last year being just a, just really just a, a useless year, I think really, even though this is year three, I think it's really more year two for them, and I, I think they're going to be fine. Um, you know, they've won the games that that most people thought they should win, and they've lost to the teams that were probably better, like Monmouth last week, Kennesaw State, which is they're, they're the two powerhouses in the Big South. And um, but they beat the Citadel to start the season, uh, which was a good win for them because that's a big rivalry in here in the city. Um, but you know they're. They're doing well. They've, they've got some work to do. They, they, they still need to recruit in some areas. But like I said, I, I really only consider this year, too, because the spring was more like, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what that spring season was, really. It was almost like four scrimmages, yeah. uh, four, four spring games uh, through the spring. So, David, uh, we've, heard, we've talked about that Citadel game this week because Mike Houston, former coach at the Citadel, brought up, uh, you know, we've, we had to bring up his record against Charleston Southern. It is not good, 0-3. So uh, he has this game starred for kind of personal reasons, I think. But you mentioned that they were able to beat the Citadel, lost to Monmouth, who is ranked uh, in the FCS. So as you said, I guess the season has gone almost according to plan uh, so far, would you say, for uh, Charleston Southern? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were they were not favored to beat the Citadel, but I, I think most people uh, looking at the situation thought it was kind of a toss up. They played they played exceptionally well. In fact, their first quarter uh, was as, about as good as football as CSU's ever had. Um, and uh, and then they you know they ended up winning by seventeen. Last week it was just the opposite. Their first quarter was one of the worst, and uh, they fell behind early. It was uh, 14 nothing first quarter, 21 nothing. Then they, they kind of made a game of it. But, but just, you know, Monmouth is really good for, for our level of football. Monmouth is, uh, is a top-20 team, and, and Charleston Southern did not respond very well. Talking to David Shelton, joining us today on the Fixed NC Live Line, East Carolina. And Charleston Southern will go at it coming up Saturday, 6 o'clock at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Our pregame coverage begins at 2 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. So we'll get you ready for the kickoff. And uh, let's get to know some of the personnel for uh, Charleston Southern. And first thing that, that pops up and, and was talked about this week to Mike Houston, David, is the the dual-threat quarterback that Charleston Southern will have uh, on display on Saturday. And uh, Blake Harrell talked about it, too. That is uh, going to be a bit of a challenge. So tell us about the uh, the QB, Jack Chambers, who, if you, you take away the losses, uh, he has the most gained yards rushing for Charleston Southern on the year and also has uh, four touchdown passes on the year. Tell us about Chambers. Yeah, yeah, he's he's their leading rusher since 2019. Uh, uh, you know, he led them in the fall, I mean, in the spring, 2019, he rushed for about 550 yards. Um, that He is their running game. Now, they have had a young guy 
J.D. Moore, who is, seems to be uh, the future at the, at the running back position and, and, and has some burst and, and pretty good player. But Jack is their offense. I mean, you, you slow down and you shut down Jack Chambers, you beat Charleston Southern. I mean, there's no secret. Um, he's only 5'10", but is a really good passer. Uh, he, he stays in the pocket. He can throw the ball around. They're, they're sort of an air raid offense, so they, they throw it quite a bit. Um, and if he gets flushed out, he's, he's athletic and quick enough to, to gain yardage, you know, through, through the, through his legs, which is how he gains those, those rushing yards. But they don't really run, they don't have designed rushes for him. He gets a lot of it, uh, when plays break down and, uh, is really athletic and can run. He, he's pretty quick, but, uh, but he's a really good thrower. Uh, but like I said, they, they have solid receivers. Um, Garrett Schwarting had four touchdown catches against uh, the Citadel, um, and uh, Jeffrey Wall is a is a slot guy, a small guy, but really quick and gets open. Um, then they have Demetrius Davis, who's a about a six three guy that they try to hit. But uh, but it all starts with Jack. As it, as at most uh, at most levels of football, it starts with the trigger man, and and Charleston Southern is no exception. He he makes that thing go, and when he doesn't play well, they usually don't score very many points. David, how about defensively for this Charleston Southern team? Uh, what kind of uh, looks will they give East Carolina defensively on Saturday? Well, they're they're going to go they're going to go four man front. You know the traditional four three. Um, you know they they go inside. Chandra Mims is an all conference tackle, really good player, um, a North Carolina kid. In fact, I think he I can't remember. I think he's from Shalot, but I'm I'm not sure. But he is a North Carolina kid, so he'll be he'll be extra jack for this game. Um, and he's a really good defensive tackle at this level of football. He he's one of the one of the better ones I've seen. In their ends, uh, Anton Williams and Nick Sally are good players. Uh, they get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. They do try to pressure the quarterback a good bit. Uh, linebackers are solid, not great, but uh, they have some experience there. There's there several guys that have been around for three years. Um, they don't run exceptionally well at linebacker, but they do. They are physical. They do, you know, like contact. And the secondary is, uh, I'm not sure yet. I mean, they, they played well against the Citadel, but Citadel is a is a option team, though they, they don't throw it. But Monmouth, Monmouth had their way a little bit. Now, Monmouth, I will say, had, had three wide receivers that were really good. Uh, it's a really tough cover for those guys. But the safety back there, Cody Klein, is an all-conference guy. and a real run, run, say a run type stop safety, um, but does a good job in pass defense. But he will really walk it up and and play physical at the point of attack. But uh, you know the secondary, I'm not I'm not sure of. You know I, I think uh, East Carolina with their passing game as they showed against Marshall, uh, not so much against South Carolina, but against Marshall, he obviously threw it pretty well. Um, and and I think I think they'll probably have success throwing it against Charleston Southern, unless the pass rush can get to them and, and affect the play a little bit. David, in a, in a game like this, if Charleston Southern wants to come to Greenville and, and pull off the upset win, special teams could be a factor. Have you still kind of waiting for East Carolina to break one big in the return game? The punting has been really good for ECU. The kicking uh, has been up of late uh, for East Carolina. How about on the Buccaneers side of things on special teams? How has that part of the uh, the team looked so far? 
Yeah, no, no real, no real uh, major threat in the return game. You know, they they field the kicks and they run them back the normal amount. Uh, they they haven't broke one um, in in a couple of years. Um, it used to be really good when Jamie Chadwell was a coach there. They had several guys that could. I mean, they returned a lot of kicks and punts for scores, but haven't done that recently. Um, but but uh, their kicker's solid. Uh, you know, he's a new guy. I, I want to say he transferred from Kentucky. Uh, but but he's got a good leg and has been has been solid in the in the early going and and the punter is a pretty good player. Um, but uh, you know special teams, uh, it, it's nothing great. Uh, but they're consistent. They're solid. They appear to be you know they get inside the forty. They'll try field goals and and the guy looks like he can he can make them. David Shelton joining us. David, I know you cover uh, prep sports in the area. There, this is not the only. Eastern North Carolina versus Charleston matchup going on uh, coming up Friday uh, and Saturday, Sunday, if necessary. The Down East Wood Ducks are taking on the Charleston River Dogs in the championship series uh, down east in Kinston, about 25 minutes or so from uh, our studio here. Uh, do, are, do you cover any uh, minor league baseball there in Charleston? I, I do not. As a beat, uh, I go to a lot of games, um, sit in the stands, and sometimes sit up in the press box, but like to sit in the stands. Yeah. And, uh, and and drink a, a Diet Coke. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're, they're fun to watch. That, that's a really good team. It's it's one of the you – know, Charleston has had good minor league baseball for a number of years, and this team is as good as any I can, if I can remember. And I think they're up 2-0 in yeah. the series, so they can clinch on Friday. And uh, I saw a tweet uh, late last night that, that tickets were just about sold out, and that's wow. about 6,500. Uh, 7,000 or so. So it'll be a huge crowd. And uh, Charleston is, a, in my opinion, it's a great minor league baseball city. I mean, there's a lot of baseball around here. Um, a lot of a lot of kids playing. And, 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 you know, with the three colleges that we have right here in the city with the College of Charleston, Citadel, and Charleston Southern, those, those students like to go out and, you know, have a good time. And, and so they go to the games a lot. David Sheldon joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Uh, David, uh, thank you so much, man. We appreciate you joining us on the show and uh, breaking down Charleston Southern. And uh, if these two teams meet up again on the field or on the court or on the diamond, uh, we'll talk some more uh, Charleston Southern athletics with you. We appreciate your time today. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. All right, there is David Sheldon, Post and Courier, joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Um, uh, the quarterback i'm anxious to see what he looks like uh he did not really sell the defense that well uh, it sounds he didn't like have much confidence in those linebackers or the secondary sounds like east carolina should be able to put up some points on saturday and uh it was interesting to hear him talk about how the quarterback gets his rushing yards chambers because i was going to ask but he said it before i could ask uh the runs and the yardage he has Sounds like it's coming mostly on scrambles instead of design runs. So he has 153 yards gained this year, a net of 108, and you got to factor in sacks for all that. So he's rushed for 153 before the losses, two rushing touchdowns for Chambers, and uh, he also has four touchdown passes on the year to one interception. So uh, interested to see uh, what he looks like. Let's see. We had, I guess, Grant Wells was was he. A we running threat had a at all? Triple threat quarterback. I don't think we faced one. Yeah, yet. I don't think Wells was that much of a. Runner. So this could be the first really yeah. dual threat, or as Jay says, triple threat. They called him triple threat yesterday. I think. Was he a kick? Or dual threat? <laughs> <laughs> Chase Bryce definitely was your pro style quarterback that 
spent most and of I would time say in the South pocket. Carolina's guy wasn't running at all. No, either. Zeb. No, Zeb Nolan. No, he wasn't really throwing either. I don't know what he no, was doing back there. Absolutely not. He wasn't doing much of anything. Can I tell you what scares me more about this game than that quarterback? If I say it's kind no, of like a personal. It's kind of it reminds me of like a Georgia State game last year where the coaches have a lot of ties to this team and the players and the coaches. So it's kind of like a backyard, backsided duel. A backyard, backsided duel. So what are you concerned about, though? I mean, I think they're just playing for a lot of pride, and it's a lot more personal than than I realized after learning after the Georgia State game last year. I didn't realize how close some of these coaches were and kind of carries on up. They're pretty close to the Citadel. I'm going to say Georgia State's a lot better than this team. I mean, Georgia State FBS. Oh, yeah, this for is sure. FCS, so. But it just kind of scares me, you know? All right. Well, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't we'll get through this. Uh, East Carolina and Charleston Southern coming up. This is a great time to have them on the schedule. Go ahead and get your second straight win and get everybody fired up for a huge game against Tulane coming up next Saturday. Huge. Huge. With Corey Glore on the call on the Tulane Green Wave Radio Network. Do you think people Touchdown Wave. <laughs> Do you think people will protest like Corey Glenn? I'm just kidding. We're, we're excited to have him back. It'll be interesting hearing him. Should maybe. we not have him on the show? <laughs> no. We should ban him from Pirate Radio? Ban him from Pirate Radio. No, we miss him. It'll be nice to have him back. Uh, let's take a timeout. We will come back when we return. What does Jeff Nadeau do? Think about the Panthers and Texans tonight. I've got my Thursday night some exi- prop bet. Some exciting news regarding Jeff Nadeau. Yeah, I don't know how much of our listeners are aware of his <laughs> deal. <laughs> He's always in the middle of something. I try not to bring it up on the show. We just stick to sports betting. But uh, Jeff Nadeau is not a member of Barstool Sports, but he's kind of like outside the front door looking in and it looks like and we'll talk to him about it i'll ask him straight up is this real he will be fighting in a boxing event coming up in december rough and rowdy fighting fighting gloves fist boxing no they do uh jeff nadu apparently will be fighting on december 10th in rough and rowdy uh in west virginia and uh, we'll see if he confirms that when he joins us on the other side of this timeout. More to go on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go to IT experts since 2006. University PC Care are the lo- local tech support experts for any business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Ronnie Woodward joining us at 4 o'clock. Touchdown, Tony Collins at 5 o'clock. We will sprinkle in some Mike Houston and Donnie Kirkpatrick comments. Donnie went about 
20 minutes again yesterday so we'll try to find time to get... well <laughs> what? What? donnie coach you got anything to say well <laughs> well <laughs> well let's get to my audio <laughs> all right we'll, we'll save that for later on uh because right now we need to talk nfl week three with jeff nadu the big man on campus the carolina panthers going at it tonight against the houston texas texans we'll talk about that and more as jeff joins us on the fixed nc live line big man how you doing today pretty good clip how are you i am uh i'm doing great jeff uh before we get started um i did see uh some some internet chatter about a december 10th rough and rowdy involving uh the big man on campus jeff nadu in the ring uh jeff is that uh is that factual information as of right now? Uh, yes, Clip, it is. I will be fighting uh, December 10th in West Virginia, uh, and I will be the main event as far as I know. Wow. That is uh, – I've never purchased a Rough and Rowdy. I'm very familiar with what it is and the event and the Jose Cansecos and the uh, Pac-Man Joneses of the world, but this one uh, is already getting a lot of buzz. It uh, it was just announced yesterday and already a ton of chatter about it and uh and jeff i'm fired up to buy this event and watch this event so uh has the training begun uh for this fight coming up yeah i mean i've been training uh as you know i've been working out and and not you know boxing for 15 months but yeah I, i've already i mean i was i've actually been training for about two weeks i was going to do boxing training regardless so yeah, I'll be good to go. I actually, you know, not that this means a whole lot, but I fought till I was like 10. So I, I know kind of how things work and, and how things are going to go on. But yeah, for me, it's it's going to be pretty secret. I'm not going to really give much away of as far as what I'm doing. But um, yeah, for me, it's all going to be about my cardio. And, and, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I like being the underdog. I don't know why I'm the underdog. I think people just don't like me. I'm the villain. But uh, yeah, we'll have a great time. Uh, it's going to be very action-packed that's uh that's exciting and uh you know i won't uh beat you over the head with it between now and december 10th but we'll uh we'll certainly bring it up during our chats because uh i talked to several people last night at sports trivia that were like is this real is this really happening <laughs> so uh people are excited about it jeff it's pretty cool yeah it's it's, it's gonna be a, a spectacle for sure i mean i think the opponent uh it kind of happened randomly but um you know i think we're similar sizes he's a little bit smaller than me but yeah, it'll be fun. Um, I'm going in with a chance to, to, to obviously make money off it. And, look, I'm going to take it very seriously, and I obsess over this kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely real for sure. Man, all right. I'm fired up, ready to go. Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. All right, Jeff, let's talk uh, Thursday night football. The Carolina Panthers are 2-0. and The defense has been phenomenal in the first couple weeks, but they played the Jets and uh boy the saints look really bad part of that might have been the panthers defense last week but sam darnold and his crew are two and oh this will be their first road game and they're eight point favorites i'll go ahead and tell you i'd i'm already i'm i'm taking the texans just because the panthers are on the road i think the panthers win the game but that eight seems like a lot to me so jeff am i in the wrong or the right uh in this situation and uh what do you think about the total 43 no, I, I think you're in the right. I mean, I, I would definitely lean with, with Houston at, at eight. I think, you know, it's obviously one of those games I think kind of sneaks up on a lot of people because they realize well, Carolina beat the Jets in week one, and that's not real good. But you know, then you come out and you just kind of blank the, the Saints after they put up 38. So, yeah, I mean, 
look, we're two games into the season, Clip. I don't know if the Panthers are going to stay the number one uh, defensive team in the, the NFL, but you know, they have a very good run defense. They're a team that is facing a, a quarterback that's obviously very raw. He's a rookie. Uh, you know, he hadn't he didn't look good in the, the time that he was in there. So I think this is going to be a really tough ask. I think they're going to obviously keep the ball on the ground. And, you know, it's not like Carolina has a, you know, if, if you're a rookie like this, you kind of hope that the rushing defense you're facing, you know, maybe gives up five yards to carry. That's not the case here. I hate to be kind of square here, but if I can get 17 on the Pan- or the Texans team total, I might look under. I-, I buy into this Panther defense, but I think it's an under game. I think it's a low-scoring game. I think a teaser would be a good play here. I don't play a lot of teasers, but I think we get Carolina down to one and a half or two. Yeah, maybe tease this up to forty nine and a half. I think you got a pretty good play here, Jeff. Well, uh, I, I I'll be honest. I have not watched Davis Mills play quarterback. Didn't watch him at Stanford. Don't know much about him. What was your take on him going into the draft? And I mean, is there anything to be excited about uh, if you are a Texans fan when it comes to Mills? No, because again, Clip, we have to remember if 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 Deshaun Watson didn't have his problems off the field and. Tyrod Taylor doesn't hurt, get hurt. This guy's a third-string starter. I mean, it's that simple. So, no, I, I'm not uh, – I don't think anyone's really excited about it. Look, every kid that comes in going to have a, an opportunity and a chance to, to prove himself, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not running to the window. I think it's going to be Davis Mills to do so. You know, he was a third-string guy for a reason. I mean, if he were Trey Lance or, or Mac Jones, he, w- he would have been starting for this team as opposed to the third string. So, yeah, I wouldn't be excited, and I think – the Texans aren't exciting, so uh, you know they're just they are what they are. Unfortunately, they have off the field problems. I uh, I gave out a winner on a prop last Thursday. I'm gonna try to keep this going, Jeff. I uh, had Logan Thomas over the catches yeah. tonight. I'm gonna go yeah. Sam Darnold over half an interception because you get it for basically even. And Thursday night, it was a Thursday night when he was seeing ghosts. Famously, I think it's time for Darnold again. I think the Panthers do win. But it's a it's an ugly game. I, I say he throws a pick tonight. So there's my my Thursday prop. Well, there you go. I'm gonna you know if, if you know again wherever you you bet. I'm looking towards you know passing yard. Pretty simple passing yards under. You know two thirteen and a half for Mills. I I just I thought that was a bit high anyway. I mean that's not a lot in the NFL. But you know unless you're Mahomes or or, or some of these great quarterbacks, you're not throwing for three fifty every game. I don't think Davis Mills is capable at all i kind of had him at like you know mid hundreds maybe 213 i'll bank on the fact against a good defense i like their secondary carolina so i'm gonna kind of just get on that under 213 and a half with davis mills i'm gonna bank on the fact that he <laughs> runs the football he doesn't have a ton of uh attempts well and it's not like he's uh subbing for dallas or tennessee or a team with the, uh, the vikings like with a whole bunch of weapons either i mean we're talking about the texans with Brandon Cooks and a, a bunch of other dudes, average guys, right? I think if you're Cully, I think you just try to you know, keep it easy. Yeah, you know, be kind of a game manager. Don't try to don't try to kill it. And again, as you said, this is not kind of one of those up tempo offenses with tons of of weapons, and you're facing a really good defense. So yeah, I think they'll be ready for the challenge. Two thirteen and a half seemed a bit high. I think he has like one seventy or one sixty or something. Jeff, any thoughts on my football team? They are on the road uh, at Buffalo. Line is going down. In the favor of Washington right now, it's plus seven and a half. So Bills still favor uh, big favorites in that game, forty five and a half the total. Uh, any action on this one for you? I thought the number was a bit high. Obviously, people are going to be all over Buffalo after their get right game last week. Uh, people will be down on the football team after their near loss. But remember, Clip, 
you know what matters in the NFL? Did you win or not? And they did. Yeah. So that's all I really care about, frankly. Um, I thought seven, seven and a half was a little too high. Um, I think Washington, you know, whether it's Heineke or, or Fitzpatrick, I like both. You know, their skill position group, pretty solid. Um, I, I would lean football team here. Game of the week in L.A., the uh, national 430 window game. Uh, it'll be the Bucks and the Rams, and the Bucks are a road favorite. They uh, they had like two or three different games against the Falcons. They started blowing them out, then it got close, and they blew them out again. Matt Ryan helped out with that with a couple of pick sixes. But uh, Rams and Bucks, big man, uh, what do you think about this matchup of the uh, what looks like right now the top two teams in the NFC? Yeah, I'll take the home dog. Better defense, really locked down secondary. I worry a little bit about Tampa's offense or offensive line with Donald and some of those guys. That's a great defense. This is why you got Matt Stafford to compete in these games to take you up over the top and go to the Super Bowl again. Uh, I think he's grossly underrated. Is he Tom Brady historically? No, of course not. But Matt Stafford is a really underrated quarterback. I think you can make the case that you know he's done a lot. You know, I'm am I going to say HOF? I don't know about that. You know, I could I can make a case. I think he's had a great career, and I think going out there is just great for him. Seems a lot happier. Seems a lot better, frankly. Um, I think he, they're a great play this week. I'll take the better defense. I still think Tampa um, in their secondary is concerning. They're young. Uh, they're injured. They're inexperienced at the time. So I lean Rams. I think they get the job, then I'll just take them plus one. Philly on the road Monday night against the Cowboys. NFC East matchup. Dallas a three-and-a-half-point favorite as they play at home for the first time this year, although you could argue they had the home field advantage against the Chargers last week in L.A. Total here is 52. Eagles coming off a loss to the Niners. Cowboys coming off that field goal win over the Chargers. Jeff, uh, how about Monday night football with your birds? Yeah, uh, you know, obviously we got some bad news in Philly this week. Brandon Graham's not going to play. He's out for the rest of the year. Had a, an injury, an Achilles injury, which is a big loss. I mean, he's their best pass rusher. He's kind of their emotional leader. He's been here his whole career. Uh, that's a big loss because I don't know if this team has anyone to replace him. I mean, Derek Barnett's not panned out. Ryan Kerrigan's been MIA in his first two games. I'm a bit concerned. The good thing for Dallas is they've had some issues on the offensive line with getting everybody healthy. They're going to be without Demarcus Lawrence, maybe without Amari Cooper. Um, I'm excited. I mean, I, I think it's a great game. Dallas week's always big. Um, I, I think we can move the football, surely. Um, and I think we sh- you know, have the – you're right up there and can match what they do offensively. Even without Cooper, I think this is still a pretty good offense. I think the Eagles take advantage. Look, Nick Sirianni got too cute last week. I think he knows that. I thought I was watching Nick Peterson put <laughs> Nick Sirianni. But, yeah, it's a long way away. Uh, but, you know, it looks like sharper money's coming in and taking the four. Bumped it down to three and a half, so that's good news. I'd probably need four or five kind of a no-man's as, and I need a diagnosis on whether Cooper will be out there. Jeff, we talked about some good games. Here's a, a stinker. This is gross, but the Giants two and a half at home against the Falcons. Just watching the Giants, they're not good, but I feel like they're better than the Falcons. They're at home. It's only two and a half. It's almost like they're begging you to take the Giants. And my, uh, you know, dumb brain is saying, all right, I'm just going to take the Giants minus two and a half. They're going to beat the Falcons at home. But uh, 47 and a half the total. Uh, is there a uh, a side here you like? Is this a stay away? What do you think about this game? Yeah, this is a game I'm not involved in. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Here's the thing, Clip. Like, I think the Giants are better, but are they? I mean, uh, yeah. Sucks. Yeah. It's pretty simple. And, look, Matt Ryan threw the ball almost 50 times last week, threw for 300 yards. He's still able to move the ball down the field. So, 
know, they have some guys I think that are that are obviously Pitts and Calvin Ridley and Cordell Patterson's been kind of a versatile guy there. So yeah, I, I agree with your sentiment. Um, but you know, I, I would lean Atlanta. I look Daniel Jones. Uh, I'm out. He is a Washington killer, and that's about it. Plays bad against every other team. Yeah, and again, Clip, remember, this is an offensive line that's one of the worst in the league. And yeah. What that means is Barkley's not as effective. You know, not everyone is as effective. Uh, Jeff, uh, what else you like coming up week three on Sunday? Left out some pretty good matchups. Colts, Titans uh, should be a pretty good game. Colts are desperate for a win. Patriots, Saints. We'll see how the uh, the Saints respond. You got the Chargers, Chiefs, uh, which will be a fun game in Kansas City. Justin Fields making his first start for the Bears against the Browns. So a lot of other action out there. Vikings, Seahawks could be a wild one as well. What else do you uh, like uh, week three of the NFL? Uh, I took uh, two games I took already. I like uh, over 49 and a half I got with Baltimore and Detroit. Uh, Baltimore is dreadful on defense right now. They just have too many games <clears throat> out. Uh, we know Detroit can move the ball down the field. Golf's a good ga- uh, garbage time guy. They always play hard. They're always going to throw. I was going to say, Jeff, they might be a great over team. We saw it week one. And then week two, they would have scored in, more in the second half. But Golf couldn't freaking hold on to the wet ball. Like They would have scored more points. He just kept giving it away. Center exchange. And then uh, when he went back to pass. So I like that. I think they might be an over team this year. Yeah, the large sentiment's going to be that Detroit is good at moving the football with Goff, and defensively they're a mess. No Akuda. Baltimore will, will probably hit thirty in this game uh, for a team that only runs the ball, you know, runs the ball sixty plus percent of the time. They still have no trouble moving it. They've got plenty of weapons. You might get Bateman back this week, so another weapon for Lamar. I thought he looked great last week, so uh, I think this total's too low. Uh, I also played uh, the Chargers plus six and a half against the Chiefs. I think this is begging you to take Kansas City. They can't lose two in a row. Uh, Kansas City at home, all that nonsense. But the truth of the matter is, over the last 10 games, Clip is a favorite. Chiefs are 2-8 and eight against the number. They're not good laying points. I think people are just going to be intertwined in taking this because it's the Chiefs. But the Chargers have a significant, significantly better defense. Uh, we saw last year there were certain games where Justin Herbert was just kind of going back and forth with Mahomes. I think Herbert's a terrific player. I think they're a good football team. Uh, I think defensively they get a lot of stops. Look what they did last week against that Cowboys uh, offense. Keep in mind, lost the game, but it was right back and forth the entire time. Uh, I think they have the major edge on defense. I think they can win this game. At what point, Jeff, I mean, look, I saw in week one against Washington, they should have scored in the 30s probably. Washington got lucky that they held them to, what, 20 or whatever it was. But at what point does this become a concern? They moved the ball all over the place but just can't cash it in. Yeah, I mean, red zone efficiency is always one of those things that I look at. And, it, you know, that's a good point by you. It is concerning. I mean, this group is second worst in the NFL in red zone scoring touchdown percentage. So, you know, they've got to be better. Uh, and I think that's something that they're probably going to work on all week. I mean, 30% is not cutting it. You know, but it's interesting because you look at last year, they were at 57%, which would put them in the bottom 10 in the NFL still. So they've got to be better. I'm just hoping this is the one game where yeah. they do convert. Um, and, and I think they will against a defense that, that isn't very good. They've had no issue from the 20 to the 20, that's for sure. They, they are a fun offense, Whoop. but I uh, just can't cash it in to this point. Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Fixed NC Live line, looking at NFL Week 3. Jeff, will talk some college football with you on the Bud Light pregame tailgate on Saturday. But uh, real quick, earlier in the week you said, I don't know if you – I think you said you had a play on Marshall going tonight, right? Marshall and App State? 
Yeah, I got a little. Uh, I got a little notch here with, with Marshall plus the seven and a half. Not a full game play for me. It's not a full game wager, but I, I, I did take a little bit. I'm a little concerned. I hate standalone games. I just hate them. Um, I, you know, public's going to back Marshall here. That's kind of concerning. But I, again, I had the number four and a half, five, maybe four. I, I think it's just too high. I think Marshall's undervalued after last week's uh, uh, loss. As you know, I mean, they were in control for most of the game. Um, this is one of the best yards teams in the NF or in college football. So I think they'll move the ball. We just obviously need them to punch it in. I worry a little bit on defense, but um, I, I think seven's too many. I got seven and a half, so I got a good number. Jeff, uh, final question. I guess it's multiple questions. Uh, what time will you be watching the Mini Saints of Newark, and will you be watching in a theater or on HBO Max at home? Uh, I'll be watching it. Uh, Generally, when a new show comes out on Netflix, they're out at 3 a.m. Now, HBO Max, I'm not sure. I have to obviously do some research and find that out, but I would, I'll would watch it as soon as it comes out. <laughs> um, I think the problem we have on social media now is like people will ruin stuff. So That's true. Good point. I obviously watched a show called Gamora, which I've raved about. And yeah. I didn't talk about it as I watched it because I didn't want some idiot coming in and telling me what happened. So, <laughs> um, I'll watch it immediately. I will say, Clip, as well, just something to think about going forward. College basketball is just about a month away. So yeah. Let's not forget about that. I'm actually going to be starting some of my college hoops previews next week with the conferences. So, yeah, a lot to get into. Plus, as you said, and our show next week on the sit-down is going to be all about the Sopranos. We're going to talk about the movie, um, what we can expect. We're going to talk about characters and who they were really based on. Uh, we're going to talk about our favorite episodes and things like that. So if you enjoy the show or you haven't listened, next week might be the show for you. I'm excited. Um, and, and Tuesday, Wednesday gives you an opportunity to catch up on TV shows. So next, I'll, I'm going to try to hold off till then to check out this uh, this movie and also i gotta catch up on survivor which came out last night but with all the football going on jeff I, um, but you're right i don't know if i can avoid spoilers online so it's a it's a tough call i might have it's to for lame they're always yeah. gonna try to ruin stuff <laughs> but again i have uh you know i know you're a little different but i have no life really outside of gambling so uh you know i i watch a lot of tv and <clears> home and books and that kind of stuff I'll be sure right there at the beginning. Big man, enjoyed it as always. We'll check in with you for a few minutes on Saturday. Talk some college football during the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Hey, Clip, I look forward to that. By the way, you know that I am I would never go to a movie theater, right? You know my thing on that, right? No, nah, what's your movie theater thing? Yeah, I'm deathly afraid of them. Really? Yeah. Because you're like trapped in or like yeah. it's dark or what? One thing, I, one thing I'm very big on is I do not like to be submerged underwater. I don't like to be trapped. So like... I think of in a movie theater, it's like being in a parked car and someone pulls up and kind of blocks you in. A movie theater, you're sitting there, and that little walkway that you walk through, it just freaks me out. It's creepy. All right. Very limited exit. So, yeah. Learn something new about Jeff Nadeau. There you go. I uh, did not know that. All right, big man. Uh, we'll talk to you Saturday, right. bud. Appreciate it. Look forward to it. Thanks, Cliff. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Scared of movie theaters, not scared to fight in rough and rowdy coming up december 10th i hope uh, they don't do it in the movie theater <laughs> he'll be screwed so uh ronnie woodward said to join us next segment he's here uh we'll take a break uh he's so actually fighting somebody december oh 10th yeah where at it's in west virginia where they've done a hey, few of these things i just made that drive sounds I've, like a road trip you're talking about making the drive i was gonna ask her, we're gonna watch it together oh yeah you're talking about true. going yeah yeah watching it would let's be let's go front, <laughs> front row seats <laughs>
He needs his pirate radio crew, man. But we're uh his fam. We're gonna have like a Super Bowl watch party for that thing. So that's you, much more fun. You gotta be uh it's a Friday night. We're gonna have wings, December tenth. You in? Hey, I think so. Yeah. That's right before my wedding anniversary. <laughs> All right. I, don't, I can just get like a guy's night. Yeah, yeah. Bring, before, bring Sarah. You know? <laughs> no, it's, it's like a getaway night. All right. Guys night no, before the anniversary. Put that in our Google calendar five months in advance. We're going to watch Rough and Rowdy, so uh, get ready for it. All right. Let's take a timeout. Come back. Ronnie Woodward is here to talk pirate football. Ronnie, we are a quarter of the way done, so we will look over your over-unders. Just do a little like progress it. report on it. Yeah. See how you're doing thus far. I like it. And uh, tall power football when we return after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Take, care, take advantage of the week-long carryout deal of all three topping pizzas for only $7.99. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Flip Rock. All righty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. A couple days away from another Pirate Game Day. ECU and Charleston Southern coming up 6 o'clock on Saturday at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. We'll be with you 2 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Four hours of pregame coverage taking you up to the 6 o'clock kickoff after the game. The U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. I just realized today that I forgot to play the big calls from the win over marshall which we could still do at some point uh while ronnie is here or while tony collins is here in the five o'clock hour so maybe we'll uh we'll have time because it was a uh, fun show after the game and ronnie uh, yeah. how shocked were you that ecu was able to pull that one out uh, i'll give you some credit leading up to the game you were one of the few that's right saying ecu had a chance to beat marshall I'll give credit to Troy D. He called a win on Friday. Um, But you thought they could hang with him, but down 17 in the fourth quarter, you thought it was over like everybody else, right? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, going going into it, I thought they matched up well, especially on the offensive end versus Marshall's defense. Because Marshall just wasn't very big. I think I told you last week, like one of their starting linebackers was 200 pounds, the D-lines didn't look that imposing just as far as height and weight when I was putting in lineups and stuff. Um, and they found some holes, obviously, with Calhoun and, and Omatoshu and, and, and Sneed was was good. You know, Keaton Mitchell got loose. Like, they found the, the right matchups in the secondary. Uh, but, yeah, it took it, – well, the weird thing is, like, they got off to a good start. They scored the first touchdown. You know, the first half, for the most part, was back and forth. It was ECU has game. scored the first touchdown yeah. in, in every game games. this season. Yeah. Um, so, it, it was just that third quarter. And now they've been outscored 28-3 to in the third quarter. Didn't we talk about that during the pregame? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, watch out for the third quarter. I don't know why. I said, yeah, when the third quarter ended, I thought I was done because, like, man, this is just like – 
this trend of not playing well after halftime. I will say, you know, win the middle eight and all that. They did the first part of that with their drive in yeah. the going into the Touchdown. locker room. Yeah, but third, third quarter, quarter has still been rough. a uh, bugaboo for ECU. They got the ball back, started the second half, um, went forward on fourth and two or three, didn't get it. Um, and Marshall, to me, to uh, the Marshall quarterback, I think they thought going into it was a threat they had a couple receivers but that running back ali yeah um he's a he's a dude i mean he's really good and last year i think he only had two games with carries so like he's still kind of a first year player really in in reality so i think that was his kind of just coming out party and i thought that was the the storyline of the game especially in the third quarter in the second half was like marshall just hit run after run after run and um yeah, then the fourth quarter happened, and it was – I think Igo told the story when y'all were on the other day. Me and him were trying to get through the elevator and down to the field when ECU was about to score the second touchdown. The Ehlers, Ehlers. receiving touchdown yeah. happened right – literally we were walking into the onto the field in that corner when Ehlers caught the ball and ran right by me and dove. Like, I think you can even see my bald head, like, on the bottom of the replay because um, we were right in that corner – we're kind of like okay you know um we didn't you know we were traveling down to the field or walking down the field basically like okay what's kind of happened and then the onside kick happened and then it was it yeah i mean it, it just was so quick um and i mean you got credit ecu they went out and made the plays and then uh jaquan mcmillan just you know gets a pick at the end he's been so consistent um, the the run defense for ECU obviously has been pretty inconsistent from week to week, but Jaquan McMillan and some of those guys in the secondary have been just every single week producing big plays. So uh, yeah, I was I was surprised just that it, it strung together like all those plays had to happen <laughs> to win. Like yeah. if you don't get the onside kick, you probably lose. If you don't get the interception at the end, you lose. If you don't get the trick play with Ehler you know like they all had to hit Marshall had a did. failed fourth down conversion Marshall missed, missed a field goal, field goal. Yeah. like everything that had to happen happened it did and that just rarely happens you know like it's usually well you have some you hit a, a touchdown or two and make the score respectable but they got just this sequence that everything went right um that to be honest just hasn't happened to ECU in a while I wrote about it in my column earlier this week there was a play it didn't end up being a real meaningful play, but they were in the first half. There was a tipped ball that went to a Marshall receiver like in stride, and he ran about thirty more yards. It reminded me of the Ehlers interception against South Carolina. It was like a ricochet ball that you know, like stuff like that has just found ECU in a in a negative way. And I was like, man, here, you know, here it is again. You play good defense, and this tipped pass then goes to to Marshall. But it finally just flipped for some reason in the fourth quarter where they caught some breaks. The missed field goal, um, like you said, some I think some clock management by Marshall just not being able to grind out the clock and the onside kick. So it was, it was a crazy sequence of events, there's no doubt. So where do you stand on the um, <clears throat> up-tempo conversation where East Carolina late in the game you know, got going on offense and got to the line, had the play call, boom uh, – and Donnie Kirkpatrick says that they didn't really go at a faster speed than they did earlier in the game, right? Wasn't that yeah. paraphrasing his comments? So, I think what 
my take on it, I think what he's trying to kind of say to some extent is it's dictated on the plays. Like when you're getting yards and first down, you can run up to the ball and go quick. Um, but when you give up a sack, you're not going to like pop up. All right, let's get on the ball. Let's get on the ball. It's right. second and 16. You know, like you're kind of going to regroup. Um, but early on, let's say in the first quarter, they get a four yard run by Harris. What are they going to do? Run up to the line or chill? Yeah, I mean, I think you. A lot of that's so scripted early that you don't. Bottom line, it sounds like they don't want to go like early hyper speed. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, um, well, that's their call. Yeah, I think at the end of the last game again, it was you were picking up chunks of yardage, so you're naturally like running to the ball. Well, and at that point, you have to. Yeah. Too. Um. So to me, it's thing it it's a thing of like the pressure you're facing and the the sacks like when you give up a sack you're not no, going to go tempo i totally you know? understand that you throw an incomplete pass you yeah. don't like you're not going right to fly to the ball so but success kind of builds on success should I we think. put 17 on the board before the game starts by charleston southern just to see if ecu yeah i mean <laughs> maybe i don't know it just works so well yeah and and you know it's easy to say but it also sounds like that uh if you bring that up to the coaches especially donnie like he'll point out times they had miscues while trying to go fast yeah because so you have a guy like his big lined thing, up wrong yeah, and, yeah his big thing last week were guys running the wrong route against south carolina so and that mike houston said look he didn't call out specific coaches but said we need to make sure we simplify things so that guys are not getting too over simulated or whatever so yeah you don't want to go tempo and not have the right personnel in and you run the wrong play and then you kill a drive and you're punting so um yeah i think it's an on the surface thing it's easy to kind of point to of well this worked mm-hmm. but yeah i just think again the sacks to me i think it's what app state had six south carolina had five and marshall had five like way too many sacks marshall had Uh, five in the third quarter i remember the fifth one because chandler and i were outside listening to jeff charles at that moment on his phone and it was the fifth of the game and that was like middle of the third or might have been the first drive of the fourth okay so early in the fourth and then right after that is when they scored either way we both commented on jeff saying man he's going down and down he goes like in a dejected this game's over voice (laughs) you know i mean that drive where that happened it was either back-to-back sacks or first down and third down or whatever it was a three and out and yeah it was 17 point lead ecu just couldn't get much going and then the final three drives after that, three touchdowns, and they win. So. Just shocking. And, and the the guys who stepped up late in the game, Audio Matosha with some yeah. huge catches, got him inside the 10, which set up the uh, Harris go-ahead touchdown yeah. late in the game. Shane Calhoun all night uh, had a fantastic game. But uh, a lot of heroes in that game, Ronnie Wilford, and, including a guy we haven't talked about a lot this week, but Owen Daffer. I remember after that touchdown saying this is a huge extra point. Like I was like oh, yeah. terrified of it, and he knocks it in, knocks it in, and because of that, Marshall had to go for six rather than three to send it into overtime. So you could call Daffer a hero with his uh, onside kick as well. Yeah, so. I mean, there's no doubt. I don't think they win that game without the onside kick. Um, well, Marshall would have had a shot to get the ball and get one first down, right? Two, yeah. and that was it. We had three timeouts left. Yeah, yeah those but, scenarios but, are tough. 
you know. Marshall, like, you see how many yards they had oh, that yeah, night? They were gashing like, us on the ground. Yeah. He was throwing it all over the field. You see it all the time. A team kicks it off. So, all right, if they can get one stop and they give up the first down, they take a knee and there's your game. You I know, remember like, talking to Weaver and Chandler, and when ECU had it down 10 before the big Aylers play, I said, I would kick a field goal right now if I was playing Madden or college yeah. football to make it a one-score game. Yeah. And then you, you save time, and I think that was about the time Tyler Sneed hit Aylers for a touchdown. And yeah. Like, All right, well, we could do that too. Yeah. That's great too. True. All right, let's uh, take a time out. We'll come back more with Ronnie Woodward. Uh, we'll talk. Uh, we'll get an injury update, see what Ronnie knows about the O-line. Pirates seem relatively healthy, knock yep. on wood, going yep. into this game against Charleston Southern. Uh, we will look at the over-unders, some of the over-unders Ronnie did before the season started, get a progress report on that, and have more for you here on Pirate Radio Live, hour number two. We'll take your questions, comments as well, if you want to chime in on Facebook Live or give us a call, 317-1250. Back with more after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Brown and, Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in Eastern North Carolina for over 83 years. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard today. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Flip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Just saw a stat that the Panthers have the longest road covering streak in the NFL. I believe it said seven in a row. Wow. They have covered road games. It's what we do. There was also a stat about first-time starters on Thursday Night Football were like 10-2 and two Five and against one. the spread. Oh, Oh, for the Texans, first career, first career starting quarterbacks are five and one. Hmm. All right, I like that stat. So that's on my side. That's, that's on your side. What do you got with App State Marshall tonight? I got nothing. Um, I'm picking App to win, but Nadeau, uh has Marshall seven and a half. Took it early in the week. I don't know. What are you feeling on that? I kind of just want Marshall to win because it'd be cool. Why would it be cool? That'd be because cool. East. Yeah, App State beat ECU. Yeah. ECU beat Marshall, and Marshall beat App State. That's cool. It'd be pretty cool. Cool. Neat story. It's like Ronnie's um, Keith LeClaire classic. Yeah. Like who wins the Who's championship? Who's the best? I don't know. They all went one and one against each other. But it would support that those. I just think those are good games between those three. I do like, too. I, I think App teams. State is superior to both teams, though. I, I agree. Which is why Last handful of years. I think they win tonight. It's I don't at, know. It's at Boone, too. I'll say this about Marshall. I don't know how good they are. I think they're pretty good, but they are a lot of fun because anytime you get a quarterback that'll throw it 40 yards downfield, yeah. no matter the down and distance, it's fun football. Yeah. And you got a ankle-breaking running back. Yeah. No, I um, – If the college game was out, Ronnie, uh, I might play with gonna, Marshall. Yeah. Might be fun to play with. I always did the option teams. Yeah. It was fun. 
try to win the national championship with like army or air force or yeah something. i miss those yep. i saw a meme um one of those like what what's he thinking about like the girlfriend is looking at the guy and the guy's like staring off into space and like he's probably thinking about another girl and then it goes to the guy and it said i'm thinking about my third year my dynasty. In dynasty coaching idaho <laughs> he specifically said idaho which i've had in the past uh, i know a lot of others have because they have that dome stadium yeah. and you try to build idaho into a powerhouse yep so anyway my roommate in college made arkansas tech not arkansas tech alaska tech like create a school yeah yeah that i think they stopped maybe i'm wrong maybe you could still do that on dynasty in the latest version but like a top 10 program i love creating schools uh we'd create like pitt community college the, the, the schedule was crazy too like lsu would come to you week one <laughs> you might would go to auburn or something yeah the next week yeah i always made sure i had an a plus schedule yeah uh, i have some some tough non-con games for the uh the so fans do you technically have some athletic director background sure you have yeah. some administration put it background? on your resume i mean we all do yeah i think at this point all right, Ronnie Woodward is here. Ronnie, let's look uh, quickly at some over-unders you did before the season, how it's going right now. Uh, wins over four and a half. That win over Marshall uh, certainly like saved that one. It makes you feel pretty good, right? Yeah. Because you're be about to have, be a two after Tulane, Saturday. Tulane, you're at three. You still got Navy on the schedule. Is Tulane athletic? Yeah, Tulane's pretty good. <laughs> I admit, I was wrong on that. That is a throwback to last year where people got mad at Ronnie because he said... The first, like, two calls in the fifth quarter. Tulane was not athletic, and they are, they're they good. They're they good. Yeah. You just don't want to wrap, wrap your head around them being good. Yeah. But they are. But they're still, like... Easy. They're not UCF, Relax. Like, talent-wise. And stuff. Okay, I They're agree good. With that. Like, the scheme, the coach, the, the quarterback is really, really good. Yeah. But they're not going to kill you with just speed and athletes everywhere they're gonna out scheme <laughs> all right let's we'll get into that, we'll get into that next calm week. down <laughs> that game is huge next week. i'm trying to set but up ronnie same, for failure i know it's the same setup though it's a swing game ecu's gonna be two and two they're gonna be two and three. Oh yeah it's like that pretty much every year right two lanes always the team that they gotta beat Tulane and navy Tulane determines our season every it year <laughs> Tulane and navy are the games if they win those two last year you're five and four well i hope navy doesn't determine it because we always lose to navy well that's what i'm saying like to get to that next level in the league tulsa Tulane, navy are the in that pack all right i'll make a comment navy is not athletic no they are really they bad this year you. yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> they are rough it's been a rough two years tough years jeff uh points per game ronnie you had ecu under 30.2 which was the line i set uh you were looking like a genius the first two weeks and you're still looking okay because the pirates are averaging 26 now that number could take a hit for you this week yeah because i plan on ecu getting into the 30s yeah 40s so we'll see depending on the flow ecu's defense i gave you an over under uh oh i gave you over under 34 on the points. sorry oh, and you good. went under uh over under 32 defense you took the over right now they're at 30 south carolina held that one out yeah. quite a bit and this week's game uh don't see them scoring 30 charleston southern uh you know if they get into the upper 20s you should probably be concerned i would think yeah uh, a couple others let's go uh Ayler's interceptions i went over under nine and a half you took the over you had him right around 10 and right now he's at three yeah so 
I want to be close. Looking like uh could be an over, especially once you start playing some tougher defenses, playing road games, things like that. Uh Raji Harris rushing touchdowns over under six and a half. You took the under and Harris right now, did he score his first the other night? He did. He has that one touchdown on the year through three games. Uh Tyler Sneed catches over under 73 and a half. You went under. That was a scary one. 14. He's already, he's at 14 right now through three games. So, what was the one about the third receiver? Like some number of receptions for ECU's third leading receiver. Over under 32 and a half. You went over and right now CJ is at 9 as the third leading receiver. Yes, Keaton Mitchell is helping. Told you I liked him catching yeah. the ball this And year. we had something about that too. Keaton Mitchell Yard Keaton Mitchell catches. catches over under 14 and a half. Oh man, he's at 11. <laughs> I took the over, right? He had 11 last season, he's at 11 right now. You took the over. Oh man, so you are uh, cash that one in. <laughs> that's gonna be a winner for you right there. Uh, let's see. I did the same bet with Igo number of receptions for ECU's leading tight end over under 14 and a half. You took the over through two weeks. ECU had combined for one tight end reception yeah um but eight with calhoun on uh saturday puts him in a uh, pretty good spot i think so so calhoun did not have a catch going into last week ryan jones had the tight end catch he had seven catches against didn't he have seven against marshall so he must have had one i think he had eight for 114 and a touchdown against marshall Uh, okay i'm pretty sure and ryan jones had the uh the other catch so you took the over. Looks like you're on pace to be right there. Um, here, this one hurts you, Ronnie. Uh-oh. Who has the most interceptions for ECU this year? DJ Ford. DJ Ford had one in his hands. Were you on the field at that point? I, was, I guess you were. I was right in front of it. Yeah. And Drop judging it. by his reaction, I, I say he should have caught it. Judging by his reaction, he also says he should have caught it, it because he kind of slammed the ground. It would have been a really good oh it like, would have been a good play yeah it was one of those it's like he had to come pretty far he over did. he's kind of full stride had to leap like would have been a ed reed style like leaping you know interception full full go but he got his hands on it jaquan mcmillan already at two God, every year. i mean he gets a pick or a fumble recovery like every game or something and like, you knew that but you like to be different yeah so you went with dj ford i should have gone conventional there uh, uh, Jeremy Lewis that I have for sacks? No, you had Rick DeBrew. No, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, he might have one. Like, everybody has one. Jeremy Lewis has one. Rick DeBrew has one. Okay. Well, Rick DeBrew's a pretty rocked-up guy. Sue-Rod Ware leads with two, right? Did not have that happening. No. Sue-Rod. Uh, <laughs> they were commenting on his name. It's a cool name. On the uh, broadcast the other night. Have you gone back and watched the broadcast at all? No, I haven't um they were like surad i like that name <laughs> he's rad cool, he's bad cool that's what they said surad is bad surad is bad tegan silk tegan silk tegan, silk. tegan wilkes all over the damn he's place he's good man he is good what a great strip by him uh, yeah and then we ended up not doing anything on the offensive possession and they actually went and scored to make it 17 point game uh but still a great effort by tegan silk jeremy lewis two forced fumbles on yeah, the year he's He's done his thing on first year in defense. He has done his thing. It's all about the ball. Ball. Ball out. Ball. Ball. That's right. Ball's out. Pirates have been uh, opportunistic uh, with that this year, Ronnie, and and took advantage of Marshall's 
kind of carelessness with the football. Yeah, it's weird, too. South Carolina had a touchdown, same thing. At the goal line, ECU guy from the back stripping it out. So, we I think after the South, I think last week we said, like, oh, that's that's not going to happen again. You can't count on that. And the same exact thing happened. They're kind of freak things, but also, like, good teams make those happen and make it a habit. Like, it becomes an identity of yep. their defense. Because you're not, if you try and, like, tackle the guy, you're going to tackle him into the end zone. Like at that point, just try and get the ball. Right. You know, just try and if you miss, you miss. He's gonna. He's literally scoring either way, and yeah, two great plays at the goal line. Ronnie Woodward joining us. We'll take another timeout. Come back. Have one more segment with Ronnie. Get his thoughts on uh, what's going to happen this weekend at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, and more. We'll look around college football. Talk about some other matchups and other things going on when we return on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. Shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UB has been the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. Ronnie Woodward is hanging out. Hour number two of the program. Touchdown Tony Collins will be in to talk some pirate football, some Patriots, NFL, and more. Coming up in hour number three, we still got a lot of Mike Houston and Donnie Kirkpatrick comments to get to. And uh, if we have time, the big calls... Ronnie, do you want to talk to me or uh, hear big calls for like five or six minutes? It's up to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chandler, what do you want to do? I'm not good calls. at making decisions. Calls? It's up to you. Let's hit them real quick. Let's do the calls. All right. We'll hit the calls because I forgot to do this. We ran out of time Monday. Totally forgot Tuesday, Wednesday. And luckily, I saw it on the board today that go. we just hadn't got to and we might have, look we don't get a lot of wins like this come from behind road underdog um on facebook <laughs> you know all those things sure. don't happen every week folks get us pumped up for this weekend yeah hopefully this will be a uh, precursor to what's coming up i don't think people will be as excited this saturday simply because you're yeah. supposed to beat this you team yep. and it won't be a shock if and when the pirates knock off charleston southern but let's hear uh from some of the excitement from back on Saturday night after the Pirates come from behind win over Marshall. The big calls of the fifth quarter. Let's start with Colin and Charlotte. Hey, Colin. Hey, how are y'all? Doing I'm good, great. Man. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <Yes>. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I don't know how to act, and I'll be honest with you, I was one of the ones who wrote us off before this game, but I tell you what, I will eat crow for sure because uh, – I, I couldn't be happier. I was texting people on that drive when we were down 17 saying we're going to win this game. I was joking, but, you know, I, I'll take this all days of the week. Um, it's, it's awesome to see this team that doesn't have a winning culture come back and find a way to win this game. I think that's the part that I was most frustrated about with the South Carolina, their South Carolina game. Um, 
just not being able to close that out because it, it will take a game like this to spark something. Um, you know, I was one of the ones who wrote off Holton. Um, I'm glad to see him shove it in my face. Um, I'll take that all days of the week. All right, let's go to Brooks and Wake Forest next. What's up, Brooks? Clipper, really good to hear your voice, man. What's it's up, Brooksy? Well, man, uh, you know, props to Colin with eating his words. I'm really glad the first caller was the first person to say that he has turned he had turned his back on the Pirates and they shut him up. And I hope more people will call in because we had a three-hour show last week and we'll do the same tonight. you got to put your money where your mouth is and call in, salute the team after a great effort. And I think they finally put the definition in no quarter that they have on the back of their helmets this year, not giving up any points in the fourth quarter. Let's go to Cameron in Greenville next. Hey, Cameron. How about them Pirates, baby? How about them Pirates? <laughs> I like that better than how about them Cowboys any day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> history. I mean, that may beat out, I mean, not in terms of wins, but in terms of, like, comeback and time left in the fourth quarter, that has to beat out the Peach Bowl. Uh, but all I got to say is this. I don't know what got into this team in the fourth quarter, but when we turned into – a pass-first, run-second offense, and we started to get some tempo, it completely changed the way we were playing this game. Holton keeps playing like he did today. We, we have a chance to really turn something into this season. I'm just so proud of this team. I'm proud to be a Pirate, baby, because when you go to East Carolina, you go for it every time, baby, every time. So let's go. I'm ready for next week. We're going to beat Charleston Southern. Let's lock in, and when we play Tulane in two weeks, I wanna, or whenever it is, I want to see at least 45,000 people in Dowdy for the same. We have a chance at a new season starting today. Roll Pirates, baby. Let's go to Monica in Greenville. Hey, Monica. Hey, guys. I am asking myself what's happening again this week, but it's not because I saw a rerun. I saw some playmaking today, um, and I just want to call out, wow, two really nice playmakers that we haven't seen before, Calhoun and Omatosho. Um, Donnie Kilpatrick must have been on the hot seat uh, because uh, he pulled out some weapons tonight, and it's so good to see something new and inspiring on the field. And we see what Holton can do when we get away from the rerun, and we see some new players and some playmakers on the field, and we've got two new weapons in uh, Calhoun and Omatosho. Mason in Richmond. Hey, Mason. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me on. Um, I'm pumped up. I'm fired up for this Pirate win. This is uh, this is a great comeback win. I'm really excited. But I do have one complaint. You know, it wouldn't be a fifth-quarter call-in show without a complaint. Um, I never want to watch an East Carolina football game on Facebook Live again. I watch and listen to Pirate Radio on Facebook Live all day long, but not a football game. That was uh, I thought that was kind of disgraceful. I, I'm sure Conference USA might have a little... A little hookup with them, but... Well, Marshall's yeah, got to be few. pissed because... Uh, did you see the upcoming schedule? It's like all Marshall games on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm i glad we don't play for the Conference USA. All right, let's try Taylor and Wilson. Hey, Taylor. Hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing tonight? Great. Great. Man, I just cannot believe that we just actually won that football game. I mean, like an hour ago, I was like, man, I cannot wait to hear the call-in shows. It's going to be crazy. But it's so much better right now that, like, it is just crazy that we won the game. I want to thank you guys for the coverage, and uh, I'm not going to call in and complain about nothing. Let's go. Next weekend, beat Charleston Southern. Let's go. Let's go next to Sean in Greenville. Hey, Sean. 
Hey, Cliff, I'm, I'm within shot, too, but it's starting to set in. And boy, does it feel good. What a win. We needed this. Pirate Nation needed it. Our team needed it. And uh, I wasn't in the locker room after the game, but I, I bet there were two game balls, and one was for Holton. I mean, he took so many shots over the past week, and for him to play like he did today, what a, what a gamer. And the other game ball, I don't know if this has been said yet, but Miles Berry lost his father this week, and he played a great game today. And I just couldn't be happy for those two guys. They've been here for four years. What a team effort. Pirate Nation, enjoy it. I'll hang up and listen. Clip, Billy, appreciate you guys. Shirley, appreciate you too. Let's go to Isaac in Greenville. Hey, Isaac. Hello. Hello. Fred, how's it going? Hey, what's up, man? Not much. We're here in Greenville right now. Uh, there ain't really much to say other than that. Go Pirates, and we got a good win tonight. Definitely the biggest comeback since you've had since the Peach Bowl. So we're doing pretty good, I do believe. That we are. Hope you're doing good, too. You had a few? Oh, oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, we got one more thing to say from all of us. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, come on, come on. We got to say go Pirates. Come on. <laughs> Here we go. One, two, three. Go Pirates! Hey, I that was, was awesome. That was awesome. That, that was, was awesome. We want to be where you're at. Yeah. Wherever Sounds that is, like we want to be there. Sounds like a big crew. Hey, we're over at the Carolina Creek. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Isaac, thank you, man. Fun. Appreciate it. There's Isaac in Greenville. I was a little worried about where that was going, but it, the payoff was great. Yeah. That was fantastic. That was awesome. TJ in Lexington's up next. Hey, TJ. All I want to say is uh, if you ain't first, you're last, and tonight we didn't come in last. This is right. I'm surrounded by pirates right here with big smiles on their face. Man, we've been patient. We are big fans, uh, but we're going to keep watching. We're going to go to Charleston next week. We're going to win big, and we're going to do the same thing at Tulane. I'm excited. Let's go to James in Wilmington. Hey, James. Hey, guys. We did it. We won one. It's like Bob Seeger says. It felt like we were running against the wind a little bit tonight. But guess what? We were like a rock. (laughs) (laughs) As strong as we could be. Owen is up in Tampa, Florida. What's up, Owen? Hey, Cliff. Hey, do you see I got you up on the big screen tonight? I do. I feel special. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank God for radio, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have I cracked your screen yet? You gonna make an ugly fat joke or something, Owen? Go ahead. Nah, nah, nah. That's too easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Low hanging fruit, baby. <laughs> Get on with your damn call. Hey, it's, it's good to talk to you guys after a win for a change, though. I haven't. I've never been able to do that with Billy. It's always a loss. That's that's right. Hey, I was I was afraid they were gonna run me out of town if we went zero and three. Oh, we were, we know in three. I had one hell of a rant lined up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you're freestyling. You had uh, prepared material, but this was did, didn't go as planned, did it? No, no, no. We're off the script today, boys. <laughs> uh, we go and we beat Charleston Southern next week or whatever, and that puts us at two and two. Six and six is not out of reach, and that's really all I'm asking for. I'm not asking for a conference championship this year. Let's just get to six and six and make a bowl game. All right, Owen and Tampa capping it off. A uh, really fun edition. I've missed those shows, and we got one on Saturday night where everybody's in a good mood and happy after a Pirate victory. And we expect another Pirate victory coming up on Saturday, Ronnie Woodward. And you said something during the break uh, a moment ago that uh, I've brought it up this week. Who do you want to see play 
that you haven't seen in games so far this season because you hope East Carolina can get a lead, be up enough in the late third, fourth quarter where they can get some other guys in the game. So who are some of those uh, guys you want to see? Uh, for me, it starts with Pop McKay, running, freshman running back. He had a good preseason um had a good scrimmage i think it was the last preseason scrimmage donnie kirkpatrick mentioned last night he's had a good week of practice so that could lead to some things uh so yeah i mean i think it's a good game if you can to especially mitchell uh keaton mitchell limped off a little bit last week in the second half to get those two back some rest and let a freshman running back see what he can do so i was i wasn't gonna disagree with you but your point of it would be nice to have a third guy so you didn't have to have those guys playing every down and i was well they're playing great we want them in every play but i think back to last year it was harris right that had an injury and i don't know if he hit the proverbial freshman wall or whatever but that happens uh during a season you're gonna need to not limit touches but you don't want those guys uh getting hit you know you'd love to have a third option You'd love to see a third option step up even when those guys are healthy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. who knows? We, we don't know who that is because Harrison Mitchell have been so good and they've been able to remain on the field. It's been great through three weeks. Yeah, I think, again, I think it's a second half type thing. Or or if you get an early lead, maybe you put them in for a couple carries or something. But I, I do think it's a second half. Once you get maybe a multiple touchdown lead, it makes sense to, to rest those guys and see what McKay can do. And obviously Mason Garcia – this would be a good game again same situation if you're able to to rest Ehlers he's been hit a lot he's going to get hit a lot the rest of the year that makes sense Um, but for me it's McKay because we've seen at least Garcia last year we saw the Navy game um, but McKay we haven't seen in real game action and I think he's got some talent so that tops the list for me there's some guys on defense obviously even like a Travion Freshwater or um taylor jackson plays a decent amount with some of these young linebackers maybe but yeah i'll definitely say mckay um like to see him get some carries east carolina gonna face a mobile quarterback a dual threat quarterback we were talking about it earlier i guess really for the first time this yeah, year definitely so that'll be a challenge for him and talking earlier in the show with david shelton who covers uh charleston southern uh, i was gonna ask him he brought it up before i could he, it sounded like their quarterback chambers runs more just out of the scramble than out of design runs okay so it might be kind of a uh little backyard feel to it yeah if the pass rush either forces him out or doesn't get to him at all and then he scrambles and makes uh moves with his legs so that's something to keep an eye on because it's something different something ecu hasn't faced this year yeah no and that makes sense because mike houston mentioned that i think on tuesday that they run the scramble drill a lot and marshall hit on that early against ecu on saturday so that can also lead to deep passes you know that's how marshall got him right yeah i remember that i was saying this isn't good this isn't good yep (laughs) and And coach harrell also said yesterday when we were talking to him that he was very familiar with this quarterback i think he he even recruited said he recruited him and um has played these group of players both at the citadel and kennesaw state yeah yep He's so, well aware of what he can do. So Yeah, and it sounds like if you shut him down and keep him kind of confined, you're going to be okay. So I'm sure the game plan is heavy on doing that. But I think the scramble drill is something to watch, not only with his legs, but those deep passes, taking some shots down the field. Um, you know, the cornerbacks will have to be aware of that. Maybe a big uh, 
Jira game, Chandler. Chandler's guy. Let's go. That guy in the linebacker slash safety spot or whatever, Warren Saba. Like, yeah. The just, problem with the the Jira thing is Tegan Wilk. Tegan Wilk plays yeah. his Silk. position. So a lot of times, if 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 Wilk is on the field, that means Jira's out. So they kind of rotate and, a lot. And a lot of these players are still freshmen. So I think they want to see them get, as they're improving right now, to see them stay on the field and continue to prove as long as they're not getting hurt, beat up too bad. Ronnie Woodward will join us Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate as we'll take you up to the 6 o'clock kickoff. Ronnie, uh, we will see you then. Sounds good. You're going to watch. Um, you're a college guy. You're probably going to be all over App State Marshall and not the Panthers Texans tonight, I would I imagine. Am, yeah. yeah I've, Come on, man. I haven't officially sent the proposal to the wifey but i'm hoping i can claim the living room ah. tv get the app state marshall um get the kid to bed have a few hours to do that all right good luck i'm hoping it works because i haven't had a whole lot of those sports good sports nights to watch it's tough with the four month old at home good luck with all that ronnie uh we'll talk to you saturday all right we got touchdown tony collins in the green room he is set to join us for hour three of today's show we'll talk to tony about the pirates come from behind victory we do have a busted guarantee to talk about with tony from earlier in the year Uh oh we got uh some patriots to talk about we got uh, a lot we'll have a lot of fun with tony collins coming up in hour three of pirate radio live more on our bud light ecu report and more for you because we got a giveaway we'll open up the booty bag in hour three as well it's all ahead when we return after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sug Furniture. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you one who has been waiting before trying CBD? ENS Hemp is the area leader in CBD, and they want to educate you on how their products work. Get relief from stress, anxiety, fatigue, pain, and PTSD today at ENS Hemp on Fire Tower Road near Sam Jones Barbecue or online at eshempcompany.com. Well, let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, it is Thursday. Clip Rock here. Touchdown, Tony Collins in, in the, the Pirate Radio studios. Tony, good to see you. Good to be here. After a pirate win. Yes. On Saturday night. What a great game to watch. So you uh you watched the first half at Troy D's. Uh-huh. Now, did you leave to try to change the mojo? Did you get tired of Troy? Did he kick you out? What happened there? Yeah, I mean, Troy fell asleep a couple of times in the second <laughs> quarter. So I was like, man, this is not this is <laughs> not what fun. I came over here for. <laughs> I know you, he probably was tired uh, early in the day being with his kids and stuff. So, okay. So at halftime, I just went home and drank a couple <laughs> beers and watched it by myself. So you watched the uh, the end of you you watched the whole way through. You never um, gave up. No, well, see, third quarter. I, I I'm gonna tell you what happened in the third quarter. Third quarter, I was watching it outside smoking a cigar. Third quarter comes, you know, we we get we get we get down. I was like, man. So I go go inside, come back outside, 
and I started watching the fourth quarter, and I just I just kept watching and kept watching, man. It, it was a fantastic game, fantastic comeback. Pirates had scored Tony nineteen points week one, seventeen week two. Then they scored twenty one in seven and a half minutes, and it didn't make any sense. You know? it, it came out of nowhere, but man, that needed, thing got man. clicking, and, yeah. and it was awesome to watch. Pirates now one and two, and uh, it's not quite Elon, but it's uh, Charleston Southern <laughs> coming up this Saturday. Tony looks like another pirate win. I would hey, say. Let me tell you something. I guarantee we win that game on Saturday. That's uh, that's one of my guarantees right now. I'm putting it down. Put right. it down right now. We will beat. Well, Charleston well, Southern. The, the second, the, the Elon team? Yeah, it's yeah. Elon, right? Well, we're not playing Elon? It's Elon ish. Elon ish? Yeah. <laughs> Elon ish. It's Elon's cousin. Second cousin on the mother's side. Yeah. Man, I guarantee we win the, uh, on Saturday, man. Speaking of guarantees, Tony. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, we've uh, got yeah. the official from the game, Duke's Mayo. Yeah, I see it. I see that's, it. that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, we have to wait till Troy's here to go through with the actual punishment. But we uh, we came up with, I think Glenn, I'm going to give him credit on it. Uh, came Thanks, up Glenn. With, <laughs> if the Pirates did not beat Appalachian State, Tony would have to put mayonnaise on his bald head. I believe that was the... That was the... Yeah, that so was the... Uh, it'll probably come from this official bottle. Uh, jar, but we got to wait. Does do mayonnaise that. make your hair grow? Who knows? This you could be like a lab rat. You never know what could happen, Tony. Once you put this on your head, it might. It could be like a skin. You might start using it for all over your skin. Who knows? It might replenish yeah, okay. uh, your skin or something. But uh, you are gonna pay off that bet. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. a man of my word. I'll, I'll I'll definitely pay off my bet. So we're, we'll have. But to we do got that. another guarantee coming up. Uh, coming up this week though. Now what happens if you don't win this one? Come on, man. Because if you don't, come on, man. This we got way if, bigger if, problems. If, if we don't win this week, I'm coming in here butt naked, just running around the uh, the whole uh, uh, radio station butt naked. Usually I would be opposed <laughs> to that, but I feel so confident that that will not happen that I'll say all right, uh, I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah, Pirates are going to get a win this week. Yeah, no, no question. Uh, let's hear from Mike Houston. Mike, uh, uh, Tony, Mike Houston's 0-3 against this team they're about to play. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> now, that's when he was at the Citadel. Yeah. So it's a little different, yeah. but he's had some issues with them. Uh, they have a dual-threat quarterback. We've talked about him here on the show in the previous couple hours. Let's hear Mike Houston's take on the uh, dual-threat quarterback we'll be seeing. Cut three, Chandler. It's a challenge. I mean, it's, it changes everything. It's... You know, it's, it's, it's the most dangerous thing. And I'm, I'm a defensive kind of mindset guy. So, I mean, it's to me that's the most challenging thing because, you know, he, he is very dynamic with the ball in his hands. He can make something out of nothing. Uh, and so you have to account for him every single play. Uh, and so, um, you know, he, just, he did some good things last week. He really played well against the Citadel. He's an experienced kid. I mean, he's been he graduated from high school in 2016, so he's an older guy, very experienced. So, um, yeah, we got to do a great job with him Saturday. All right, there's Mike Houston talking about the opposing team's quarterback, Chambers. Uh, how about the play of Holden Ayler Saturday night, who showed he was dual threat? I guess uh, triple threat, as Jenny would say, because he caught a touchdown pass from Tyler Sneed. What do you think of Ayler's play? Hey, man, you know I, I'm really happy for you. I've been watching him since high school. And you know he was getting the the the, the you know some of the fans were getting on him about you know his play, but I think he's he kind of found found his spot uh, in the fourth quarter last week and, and just had a great a great game. I don't know, has anybody ever did that before? Catch a touchdown pass, throw a touchdown pass, and run a touchdown pass. 
Uh, we have done that before? I saw a thread on this on Hoist the Colors. I thought Dwayne Harris did it, but I think he had a rushing and a passing in one game, but he didn't have a receiving. I don't know if anybody's hit the three-peat. Uh, I can't think of anybody, anybody off of the top of my head. Now, did uh, Ayers do what all? What about some? Yeah, he did. He threw, he threw a touchdown pass. He caught a touchdown pass. Did he run one? And in? He ran yeah, t- nobody's ever. He ran one. He in ran that, one in. That too. was to cut it to ten. I know, someone posted that somewhere. On he Saturday. ran. A, he ran one okay, in. He so caught he had one. The and he threw. Threat. He threw. Yeah. yeah, that's where I got it from. Now I don't know. I don't know, Tony. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, we got to look that up. That's that's pretty cool right there. Yeah, uh, that's that's some history. How about uh, the the playmakers stepping up? Uh, Shirley says Shane Carden did it. That must have been in the bowl game, I guess. That was the, uh, I want to say the Beefo Brady's Bowl against Ohio. Where uh, he caught one from, was it Hardy that threw it? It was actually Cam Worthy. Cam Worthy threw him a touchdown. He made a great catch on it, too. Yes. If I recall. He actually was contested. Yeah. Uh, So there you go. Asked and answered. There you go. That's what we do. Um, Tony, how about the the weapon stepping up? We know all about Tyler Sneed, C.J. Johnson at this point. But we finally got a tight end involved, Tony. We've been asking for it, wanting it. Shane Calhoun, eight catches, yeah. 100-plus yards, and a touchdown. That's fantastic. I mean, that's that takes a lot of pressure off off the receivers on the on, on the outside, you know, you, when you have a tight end that can do something like that. So uh, I, I think it's great for us, but I, I still want to see a more of a running game. We, we need to rush for at least almost – at least 200 yards in, in, against these guys. Well, we at got – the, the scats, a tad uh, stats, I should say, a tad skewed because of the 88-yard run that Keith right. Mitchell had. Uh, but the run game wasn't there the uh, the whole night against Marshall. But what they are doing, Tony, even when they can't run, is throwing the ball to these guys out of the backfield, yeah. which has become – that's another thing we were clamoring for. That's become a big part of this offense, Mitchell and Harris catching balls. And those guys are good out coming out of the backfield. I love, see, I, I love when Mitchell gets the ball in his hand because you Kid never know great. what this kid's going to do. So. Uh, we're looking. They're looking real good right How now. How about Marshall's running back breaking ankles the other night? That's yeah. a bad he's dude. Pretty, he's pretty good. He's kind of young too, ain't he? Yeah. yeah, he is a freshman. I guess yeah. a COVID freshman, uh, you could call it. But man, uh, we had a lot of good, talented young running backs on display in that game on Saturday night. I uh, mentioned it a moment ago. Mike Houston's had a a checkered past uh, with these Charleston Southern Buccaneers. He talked about the history and uh, playing this current team. Cut seven, Chandler. Well, it, it was always a big game for us when I was when I was at that level. And it's um, no matter who we were playing, and uh, and so you know the the kids they always got up for those games. And so the I, I have no doubt we're going to get you know their best shot. You know, and it's they're a well coached football team. Um, you know, we don't need to do anything different. I mean, it's, we got to prepare for them no differently than we did. You know, Appalachian, South Carolina, Marshall, anybody else on our schedule, we got to prepare the same way every week. Um, you know, because you know you're you, you can't you can't cheat the game, and that's that's been you know one of my things all week with the kids is you can't cheat the game. You got to put in the work. You know, if you don't put in the work, you're not going to get the results. And so, uh, you know, for us, it, it really does not matter who we're playing. Uh, you know, we we have you know we got to prepare at a, a certain level, and we're going to play to a certain standard, um, and that's our expectations. All right, I like the message from Mike Houston, a message, Tony, you probably heard from all your coaches, right? You can't take anybody lightly. Hey, let me tell you something. Got to put the work in. Let me tell you something. All coaches are politically correct. (laughs) You know what he's really thinking? We're going to whoop their ass. We better win by 45. (laughs) We're going to whoop their ass and say that. That's what he's really thinking. Well, that's what the players are thinking, right? Or saying. Of course. They got to think that way. But, uh, 
I, look, ECU's not in a position to take anyone. No, you, you, you can't. You can't uh, at this at this point of, of of the of the season. You can't take anybody for granted right now because you know we don't know what they got. Or I don't know. If, I know they watch film on them, whatever. But it's a game that we should win and we should win big. All right, um, Chris uh, had a suggestion for if the uh, guarantee doesn't come through, Tony should have to do the Charleston in a two-two at the stadium. Now I know that's a dance. Does anybody know what exactly the Charleston is? It's a it's like, no, it's a no. dance. It's a like slow a, dance. It's a, I know it's no, a, it's a, it's a kind of a, a fast dance. When you, but you you got to do the Charleston with a with a with a partner. Yeah. Uh, so I got to have a partner. You going to be my partner with the, with the other two two one? Troy Troy can do that. <laughs> Uh, Troy would be glad to. Hey, hey that sounds hey, like something he'd be Troy, ready <laughs> Troy would love it. Now he's hoping we'd lose. The Charleston dance. I'm a YouTuber real quick. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the Charleston dance if we lose. Okay. That's uh, how that's how confident I am. Yeah. Pirates are going to... Uh, it's not t- your first time in a tutu either. It wouldn't nah, be. Unfortunately I, I, not. I've never been in a tutu before. A tutu? What's a unicorn? I thought you had a bet that you had It wasn't a tutu. On. It was a... I had a, 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 I remember a sports the bra. bra. Oh. It was a sports bra. Never a tutu. <laughs> Not for your little uh, grandbaby? That's a unicorn. <laughs> oh, that looks fun, Tony. That'd be a yeah, cool yeah, dance. See? Yeah. That's the Charleston right You're there. getting it right there. All right. Um, yeah, I still have a great picture of me putting a dollar bill in Tony's bra, which is... Uh, <laughs> a sight to behold? Yeah. just I, I need that one removed <laughs> from the record. Tony Collins is here. Pirates play 6 o'clock. You going to be there, Tony? Uh, actually, I'm going to the uh, Patriot game this week, so I'm going to catch hmm. homecoming next week that's an excused absence go over to foxborough <laughs> see the patriots we'll talk about the pats and mac jones uh coming up later on in the show um let's hear at least one chunk of donnie kirkpatrick oh i gotta pull this up for tony so this is what the first question will be referring to so we're uh we're celebrating the win last saturday tony after the game on the fifth quarter mm-hmm. i'm browsing twitter and i see whoa donnie kirkpatrick's tweeting right after the game the offensive coordinator what's he talking about he tweets this, Tony. East Carolina coaches walking into work no, Sunday he morning. Did. No, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> he was so proud of it. He was so. He I did. love it. They've been hearing some heat, Tony. You talk about Ayler's getting some heat. These coaches, Donnie's been of getting some course. heat. He was fired up after the game. How you like that? Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah, yeah. Donnie definitely been getting some heat about his play calling. So yep. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad for him. So that's uh, the first question. I think Ronnie Woodward brought that up, and then you'll hear more uh, from Donnie Kirkpatrick, uh, number one, Chandler. He sent out a tweet, I think, after the game. I did? Saturday night, yeah, about how the coaches were going to come in Sunday to, to watch film and practice. I guess y'all were feeling pretty good, especially on the offensive side of the ball, right? Well, I think we we're all feeling pretty good. I think, you know, what we've learned is winning is better than losing. You know what I'm saying? I think everybody enjoyed that a little bit. Yeah, I got a coach Ryder. You know, that kind of works for me. My, i got some guys that uh, – it's kind of an inside joke uh, among the staff a little bit there that we enjoy and uh, get a chuckle out of. And uh, so, uh, yeah, that, that, that was something that we enjoyed. I don't know if anybody else enjoyed it or not. We did. Yeah, we did. We did. I thank you for that. I appreciate that. That's good. Yeah. Fifth quarter like it. Colin show like it. Who did? Fifth quarter like it. Colin show. I'm glad to see they finally were in a good mood about something. I heard they hadn't been too happy. I don't know. You guys seem to have a bit of an epiphany in terms of opening up this offense. I know you opened it up a little bit, but you really look like like people kind of want you to do. Well, we didn't do anything different. That's the thing. I I know you're saying it just they got more open. They caught the ball. You know what I'm saying? He threw the ball where he was supposed to throw it. 
and they caught it. And you know what I'm saying? We didn't we didn't run the ball great. We had a long run that was good, you know, like that. But consistently, I wish we would have run it better. Uh, but we didn't do anything different. We didn't go any faster. We didn't do anything different. We just played better. We just played better. We didn't drop the ball as much. We still had one drop. We didn't drop this ball. And the guys got open. Now, we matched up a little better. You know what I'm saying? It's a game of matchups with personnel. And that's why you see some games are high-scoring games, and then there are some games they are low-scoring games. And sometimes it's not got anything to do with the difference in the two teams, who's better and who's worse, maybe, or by how much. Sometimes it's how you match up. And we matched up well with their players. And going into the game, I thought we would be able to get open. And I thought Houghton would play well. I knew he would throw the ball better. And he did. And uh, that's kind of what happened. You know what? So we made more plays. We made more yards. Obviously, we scored more points. Those, those plays have been there. Those plays have been there. We just haven't been making those plays. That's what we talked about at Appalachia. We should have had 38, 39 points. Now, the officials got involved in the Appalachian game a little bit. I mean, a 63-yard run they took back, a Hail Mary pass. It was still a Hail Mary pass that he caught. You know, they took that back. We scrambled to do a touchdown. They took that one back. So, you know, that was something we couldn't control. But actually, there were plays that were made that got taken away uh, from us there. But uh, that's really what it was. I don't. Somebody said, yeah, I like the way you played faster in the fourth quarter. I was like, we didn't play any faster. We just moved it more, so we had to get down there. Now, somebody told me we didn't have a third down the last two drives. So that, that's when you're playing well. It means you're gaining more yards. So, yeah, you, it, it's going quicker because you're gaining more yards. But we were in the same tempo that we, ha- we always are. In fact, when we really, really went fast tempo uh, two or three times, we screwed two of the three up. We got lined up wrong. We had a guy in there and got lined up wrong, and that actually slowed us down, and we were actually trying to play faster. John, you've been around at some other programs in the area. Can you speak to the need for an indoor practice facility for ECU? Well, I do think it's a must. I really do think it's a must. I, I, I think if you looked at the schools in this state, we would be by far way behind. You know, I know Appalachian's got one. I know all the ACCs, you know, have, have them, and, and so I don't know who else. But, you know, the, the, just today we were very fortunate. You know what I'm saying? We were ready to go indoors, and we, I don't know how much. You can't play football in, in the gym like that very well. So we would have lost a day of practice today, but we were very fortunate to get that done. Luckily, we do have the turf so that if the grass got wet, we were able to do that. But, yeah. It's, it's something that is a, is really become a necessity. It's a huge recruiting tool. That's a whole other side of it right there. But uh, just so that you can get your work done and you can be prepared because you, you, you can't go out there not prepared. You know what I'm saying? If you don't practice something, you're not going to be very good at it. Donnie Kirkpatrick there talking indoor practice facility, the offense, uh, and the uh, fifth quarter callers being happy for once. That was a good thing. Uh, Tony, it almost sounds like there we get a lot of calls and, and comments, and, and I myself like to see when East Carolina's up-tempo playing fast, and, and we want to see that all the time, the whole game. And every time Donnie's asked about it, he kind of pushes back like, well, we're kind of going the same speed, and when we try to go too fast, we screw up. So it just sounds like they don't really want to commit to – playing that style of football and you know whatever works works but it, it does feel like when they're moving fast obviously it it, it clicks something goes better i mean it, it, especially the passing game but i i really feel um in order for us to to win more games we gotta have a running attack man it's just it's just uh something that we're not gonna get around i know, you know holton is a great quarterback but without a running game uh 
in this conference that we're in, it's just hard to win without that. You want to see more of that than than to go the up tempo. You'd rather I, I, see us. No, no, don't get me wrong. I, yeah. I love I love the up tempo. I love the points being scored. Yeah, but we have to ha- we have to establish a, some type of running attack. Well, they should be able to do that this week uh, against a Charleston Southern defense. We'll be with you two o'clock Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll uh, we'll talk more Pirate football. We'll get Tony's. Uh, we'll get a score prediction before he gets out of here. When we return, we'll talk uh, about his Patriots, his upcoming trip, a little NFL. Let's go, baby! And we'll make you a winner at the end of next segment. We'll open up the Pirate Radio booty bag. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sug Furniture. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace pool walkways fire pits or more then carolina hardscapes is the place to call at 364-1201 or you can stop by the carolina hardscapes outdoor showroom on fire tower road across the bostic sug furniture get started on your dreams today at carolina hardscapes now let's head back into pirate radio live here's your host clip rock all right great night of football coming up well maybe <laughs> college game looks really good marshall to state Houston, Carolina, not attractive, but I will say this, Chandler, the first two Thursday night games, Bucks, Cowboys, and Giants, Washington, have been great games. Great games, a lot yes. of points. There's been a lot of great games. Prime time, time has been awesome this year. Sunday night, uh, we saw this past weekend, and then the Monday night game uh, with Zay Jones scoring the touchdown for the Raiders uh, in week one. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun on primetime. Panthers' defense has been really good to start the season. Tony's Patriots are one fumble away from being 2-0. Uh, oh. uh, lost week one to the Dolphins, but came back with a win uh, last week, Tony. And you'll be heading up to Foxborough this weekend to see old Jameis sling it around. Yeah, the Jameis Saints. Wilson. I hope he throws about four interceptions. Well, <laughs> He uh he's looked like Jameis last week. Week one, Jameis had four or five touchdowns. touchdowns. Five, five. Five. Yeah, five touchdowns. Week yeah, but two. he only had like 150 yards passing or something like that. You know, life without Drew Brees, you understand it. Life without Tom Brady, it's yeah. not uh, it's not smooth sailing. It's but tough, man. how about uh, the Patriots' new quarterback, Mac Jones? What you think? Let me tell you, I really like the kid. Uh, Belichick's gonna he's got a system for him that hopefully he's he's not gonna make the mistakes the way he haven't been making any mistakes. And that's the thing that we're gonna have to do for him just to keep the ball throw the, throw the ball down the field we don't have that go-to receiver no that's the thing we don't have and so we gotta we gotta we gotta establish a running game and that's what we've been doing that's what we did last week against the jets and our defense plays well it's kind of same old same old patriots i looked at the box score james white had the most catches mm-hmm. running back out of the backfield hunter henry johnu smith couple tight ends and then you go down and you see jacoby myers nelson aguilar the patriots they do it their way and their way a lot of the times is 
running back tight end although they've had they had moss for that one amazing year yeah and then you've had a welker or a edelman guys like that but but no nobody uh, uh other than that as far as uh you know a go-to guy yeah we, we don't have that go-to guy right now so you know matt jones has got to spread it around and just don't make any mistakes and it looks like the defense is back they went out they spent money they got guys that came back from the covid year and uh the defense of 2019 appears to be back instead of the one we saw in 2020 and that's going to help us win games early in the season so matt jones get accumulated and starts throwing downfield but but, but before that our defense got to win games you said uh when you made the guarantees you would beat charleston southern you said that's one of my guarantees today does that mean you had multiple guarantees today or just one Okay, all right. You made it sound like you might have had another one. I'm I checking. guarantee that the Patriots win on Sunday, too. There you go. There There's it is. another one. There's two. Do you uh, guarantee a win next week when Tom Brady comes to town to potentially uh, You better pass? not. Guarantee the win for who? The Patriots or, or Tampa? For the Patriots? <laughs> Hell no. Do you know? That- I didn't know if you were going to bring that up, uh, Clip. Tony, uh, Tom Brady is 499 yards away from breaking the all-time record, Drew Brees' record. Um, he's, he's probably going to do it in New England, too. He's going to have 300 this week. Yeah. So he's going to break it in Foxborough mm-hmm. on Sunday night football against the Patriots. Uh, the NFL wrote the script. <laughs> I know, right? Perfectly. <laughs> uh, and he's going to – there's nobody – nobody's going to be booing Brady over there, right? No and, way. And see, that's the thing, man. You know, Tom Brady left – he left graciously. You know, not like some some players do when they leave. You know, it's a, it's a bad taste in their mouth, a bad taste in other people's mouth. But, you know, you, you can't – say anything bad about Tom, it kind of wasn't his call right i mean like, they it, it were really was ready to move on yeah i think they were yeah because who who would want to get rid of a tom brady right now i mean yeah. he, he goes to tampa and, it's disgusting and goes to the super bowl and wins it. and now he plays on a team that's just gonna beat the brakes off of everybody although they got the rams this week that'll be a great game fantastic game to watch that game will be you mentioned belichick a moment ago molding a new quarterback Do, have you thought about it do you talk to the the Patriots folks about how much longer you think he's got? Like how much longer do you think Belichick's coaching? You know, I, it, it really, I, I think if this season goes as planned and we win games and get into the playoffs, playoffs. that that's going to help his uh, career even go for, even further along. You know, so if we don't make the playoffs, we, you know, we, we turn out, what, six and six and ten or whatever six and eleven yeah you know that's something that we can't do but robert Kraft's not gonna fire belichick at this point not after two losing seasons i'm saying fire ever like so ever <laughs> i'm saying like if he keeps losing <laughs> i guess but I, I feel like belichick has kind of earned the right to say what he wants to he's give earned, up he's earned the right to lose huh i think so <laughs> Maybe I maybe I'm wrong. You're the know, Patriots man. guy. I'm gonna tell you, you're kind of a harsh critic. It, it sounds no, like. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now. I, dude, I learned playing in the NFL. It's a business, and if you're not winning, man, they got they got to get somebody that's gonna win. So, uh, I, but I I, ca- I can't see that happening. They fire him and bring in Lincoln Riley yeah. in, a, in a few years, something like that. I'm crazy. I, with that I can't thing. see that happening. Patriots and uh, Saints coming up this Sunday. We got who the your skins got? We got uh, the Buffalo Bills. That's gonna be a on tough the road thing. in Buffalo. Ooh. That's going to be a tough one. And you know what? This is that stupid extra game. Because we, we don't play the AFC East this year. You know, every team got that added right, right. 17th game. Right. Ours happens to be on the road at Buffalo. What a bummer. Thanks, Lee, right. yep. for that one. So we get an extra road game, and it's against Buffalo. But, hell, like you said, Tony, we're lucky to have a win. We could be 0-2 pretty yeah, could easily be, could be. if the Giants weren't the dumbest team in the league. <laughs> 
with the well, offsides on a field goal. Hey, oh, boy. Well, you know what Sy Seymour says. What's that? It's a tough league. It's a tough league. It's a real tough league. Uh, but a lot of fun, too. I And I joined last minute, y'all, a fantasy league you're in, Tony, but there's no stakes in it, so I can't say I'm... I know, but, you know, that's the thing. I, I've, I've been trying to get that league to, to put some money in it and, you know, see who... I don't want to play at your get, dollar level, get some, but... Get, get a pot, get a nice yeah. pot going, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the the, the commissioner, I don't know, see, I, 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 we got to talk to the commissioner. We do. We need a meeting. We got to talk to the commissioner. And, but the thing is, we still can put money in the pot. Because it's just we just sweet too. That's what I was gonna say. Are you sure you want to do that? I'm two and zero. I don't care about that. That's a long season. <laughs> okay, I'll maybe uh, it's you. a long season. Twenty five a piece. Clip, at, we're at glad. Least. Clip, we're glad to have you. Thanks for joining. Maybe uh, if nothing else, Tony and I can do a little side bet on our teams. Like who goes further? Oh, oh, absolutely, somewhere. we can definitely Clip, do that. What's now, the name Clip. of your team? Uh, the gentleman. The gentleman. The gentleman. Yeah. The gentleman. The gentleman. Okay. Right now we're playing like a bunch of gentlemen. We're zero and two. Maybe I need to get a little more edgy. Who's, who's your quarterback? Who's your quarterback? Who's your quarterback? I don't even remember. I tell you, you, know, I don't... you know who you drafted as quarterback? Oh, yeah, I got Dak. Oh, you got Dak. I, got a good I drafted like four quarterbacks. Drafted four quarterbacks. I knew. I knew it was a great league when Jenny took Zay Jones in like the fifth round. I knew then that this was a serious league when I saw something like that occur. She got some points on Monday night last week. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. And I'm 0-2, so I can't talk. Uh, All right, there's a look at the NFL. I'll tell you what, let's uh, let's get another break in and make somebody a winner, Chandler Honeycutt. We need to open up the booty bag on a Thursday. Booty bag. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250. Hopefully you've talked this over with executive producer Shirley Rhodes. Are you authorized to give away something, Chandler? <laughs> yes, we are. We yes. got it. And uh, I think this is what we're going to go with. This is a good one. A $10 gift card to Quarters Bar and Grill. All right, I was just talking about that with Jenny. Check out the wings, the burgers, Quarters Bar and Grill. Uh, fantastic. $10 gift card. Sounds good. And what caller you want to do? Let's go caller number Let's go to caller number 12. Caller 12, 317-1250. We'll make you a winner and have more with Touchdown. Tony Collins, already two guarantees today. We'll see if he's got any more after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sug Furniture. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, Pirate Nation, it's back. Join Pirate Radio and Fleet Feet of Greenville to kickstart your game day on September 25th with a $5 5K. The, the race is an untimed event and all proceeds will be donated to Robbie's Clubhouse. For $10, you can sign up for the run and get a shirt or skip the shirt and just and do just the run for $5. The race starts at 8 a.m. at Fleet Fleet on Greenville Boulevard. Sign up by going to runsignup.com and search Pirate Radio. It's the $5 5K this Saturday, September 25th. 
And congratulations to Mike Ward uh, of Greenville, the winner of a $10 gift card to Quarters Bar and Grill. Greenville's newest sports bar is Quarters Bar and Grill. Quarters offers gourmet burgers, hot dogs, and wings with unique flavors. Plus, Quarters just added new appetizers to the menu. Quarters Bar and Grill open Wednesday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Located in the shopping center right behind Krispy Kreme. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All right, congratulations to Mike. He needs something good in his life. <laughs> if you you go to Mike's uh, Twitter page, father of two, husband of one, 1 Corinthians 9.24. But before he says any of that, he says lifelong Mets fan. Oh, boy. Wow. So, Mike, you've had a rough one. Enjoy the quarters on us. <laughs> I wanted to rub that in since the Braves are in first place in the NL East. Got uh, postseason baseball coming up in a couple of weeks. Tony Collins, you watch any playoff baseball? Mm, nah, that's enough. Nah. Too much football <laughs> going on. Uh, Tony, did you watch Tiger King last year? Tiger King with the guy in the Joe Exotic, right? Yeah, yeah. I watched a little bit. I never watched the. I never watched the whole thing. I was going to save this for Troy on uh, Friday. I know he's a big fan. <laughs> we'll talk about it. But folks, if you haven't heard, Tiger King is returning for a second season on oh Netflix. My God. You're kidding me. Uh, and and it is returning this calendar year. Oh my God! So we're in September, October, November. We only got three months left. It's returning within the next three months. Back by popular how, demand. How many, how many episodes? Do you know. Well, what was the first one? Eight or ten, right? I don't remember. I can't remember. I will say they're overhyping it because it's, it says, there's the article, there isn't too much information about the upcoming season, only that it will bring, quote, just as much mayhem and madness as season one. I don't think that's possible. I don't think it's possible to have more mayhem. And Joe Exotic's in prison, right? I, as I've heard that, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, it's a mystery. Well, how are they going to have the show if he's in prison? That's a good question, Tony. I, I, I don't know. I mean, the picture with Tiger King 2 and the the background has him in prison on the on phone. The phone. <laughs> and the mullet looks a little longer and shaggier. And the uh, But, yeah, Joe Exotic is back. What have you been watching, Tony? Uh, not Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> football? Are you football only? I'm, I'm all football now. Once football season starts, man, everything else is over. ESPN and football, that's it. ESPN Plus will be where you can watch the Pirates this week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, how did you enjoy the uh, the Facebook experience? By the way, so you watched the it on Facebook? Is, oh, I mean, it was cool. It was so cool. Troy had it no, on his no, TV. No commercials. Yeah, I put it on mine too. Okay, so you I were saw good. that. Yeah. Look yeah. at you, Tony. Yeah, my, my wife technology. Figured, my, my, my wife figured it out for okay. me. <laughs> right. I knew there was a cat somewhere. I saw that from a lot of people of the positive. You know, there was no commercials. No they commercials. Didn't have to worry about know? ads and stuff. I want to get your take on the Manning. Have you been able to watch the Mannings on Monday Night Football? You know what? I I, I clicked on it the other night, and I and I and I and I left out of the room. Somebody's they're telling me it's it's hilarious. It's it's great. It it's is all awesome. great. Watch. Funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got I got to check it out next week. And they have great guests. This past week they had Gronk on, who is again he's like <laughs> an eight year old in a giant man's body. He said, Tony, that he doesn't even, like, he says Tom watches all the film, Tom Brady, and Gronk will go to him on Friday or Saturday and say, all right, who's covering me? What do I need to do? That's his prep for the game. And he says Tom Brady just tells him what to do, and he does it. Uh, he was hilarious. They had Brett Favre, Patrick Willis, and Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. But uh, Barkley's been on. So, really, really? So there's well, that part of it. I got to check it it's out. It's funny, but also... 
for us novices that never played in the NFL and never seen a playbook like you, Tony. You talk about breaking down the Manning game. is a freaking uh, scientist. Jeez, right? I mean, it is unbelievable what he breaks down. So I think you'd enjoy it for not only the humor, but breaking game, down the right, plays and right, everything. Right. I got to check it out next ESPN week. 2 every Monday night. Yeah. And we look forward to it more than the game at this point. Cowboys-Eagles is the game, so that's a pretty good game this Monday. But uh, it, the, the Mannings are fantastic. You think that's going to be a pretty good game? You don't think Cowboys can kill the Eagles? Eh, no? Division game. I think they'll keep it somewhat tight. Mm-hmm. Cowboys like to screw it up somehow, Tony. So I'm going to tell you right now, I, I've seen the Cowboys play. Dak is playing really good football. Their right offense now. is awesome. I mean, you know, so it's just the only thing they got to worry about is their defense. But I think they can they can score it every, with any team. They, they did it with Tampa Bay. They almost beat Tampa Bay. Their most disappointing player on offense is Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, everybody. Tony Pollard has looked better he's than him. The it. Memphis yeah, running back. It. Cooper's killing it. Too. Cooper's killing it. CD Lamb. Yeah. I called his breakout year, which is not a great call, but he's good. Gallup when he's healthy. Uh, their offense is he's got, awesome. He's got some weapons. They're now. still worried about the defense, I think, yeah. in Dallas, and uh, I think Jalen Hurts and them can keep it close on uh, Monday night. We shall see. All right, um, let's hear more Donny K. We got to get more Donnie K in here. <laughs> well, what do you think, Donnie? Shall we hear more Donnie? What do you think? <laughs> I always want to hear myself. <laughs> Judge by how long he talks, he definitely likes hearing himself. Let's hear part two, Chandler. Yeah, You know, I think the entire game I felt, and I felt that the offensive players had a lot of confidence. Uh, they were really ready to play. I could tell they were ready to play. Uh, not that we weren't ready to play the other two games, but I could just tell we were we were more in the mode of, of we were going to play better. I, I could just tell by the way we practiced better last week. And so, you know, I think – what they they went out three to nothing. We answered. We actually scored twice on that drive. Okay, now he did step out of bounds. It looked like you know when you saw the review. But I, you know it's almost like wow, can we ever just get this monkey off our back? You know we keep scoring. They keep calling it back. Um, but we answered. Okay, and then I think then we they went up ten three. We went back up fourteen ten. So our kids were gaining confidence. They, they they knew they were coming off the field. Our, our linemen were saying, we can block them. We know where they're at. We know what they're doing. They're doing what we practiced, you know what I'm saying? The DBs were all saying, I'm open, you know, which is, you know, it's irritating as hell, but it's a good sign that they're all saying they're open all the time. You know, I could tell Holton was just dying to get back out there. You know, we did hit a little bit of a lull where we didn't score there. I think, uh, you know, we scored 21 points in the first quarter or the first half. We didn't score to the end of the second quarter there. I thought Coach made a great decision. You want to talk about why he's big time? Because we went for it on fourth down, and the only way you're right is to make it, and we made it. You know what I'm saying? So you can always be second guessed if you if you don't should have got three points. You know what I'm saying? If you kick the three points, they're going to say no, nope, you should have went for the touchdown. Three's not going to win the game. You got to go for it, and 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 you got to make it though, and you got to make it for it. So Coach Logan said that many years ago. He left out, but you also have to make it. You got to go for it, but you have to make it to be right. And so Shane made a great play, as did Holton. That gave us really good momentum in the locker room. At halftime, the kids were jacked up, and, and they were just like, you know, they couldn't wait to get back out there. Uh, we got the ball. Uh, we opened a reverse pass, okay, which was there. He just happened to slip, 
they're, they're, they need new turf. You think we need a new indoor? Well, they need new turf. Okay, so uh, I'm not criticizing them because I'm not going to send them any money or anything, but, but they, they need new turf. He slips. We missed that pass. And we kept driving it down there. We, we had the one bad drive or the ending to the bad drive. We, on third and two, I ran it because you got two downs. He already told me you got four downs. And then I wish I had the fourth down call back. I didn't like my fourth down call. I liked my third down call. I didn't like the fourth down call too much. We didn't make that. But, we just, but the kids kept coming off going like, no, we know we can do it. We can do it. And Houghton was getting them up on the sideline. I could see them down there. And the kids, you know, they was keeping them rallied. And uh, I don't know. Then we, like I said, we got some good things happening in the fourth quarter. We, we got some good drives. Some kids made some. Audie just started going crazy. Finally, he just relaxed and ran a couple of the best routes I've ever seen him go. And I said, now that's who we were thinking. Right there, he's doing that. He's getting open. He's catching the ball. You know what I'm saying? They were just, they were just doing that. You know, obviously the onside kick was another fabulous call. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the Coach Dallas and all those guys to, to figure that out. Nolan just did a great job. And so I just think the kids were just in that mode. Somebody had said last week, I don't remember who, you didn't come last week. You get penalized. Um, it wasn't you. So uh, uh, how do you recapture that SMU feeling? I swear it came back. You know what I'm saying? And I never think that way, but you had asked that question. I couldn't remember who asked it. That's how old I am right now. I can't remember who asked it. I knew somebody asked it. And I thought, damn, we have recaptured that because that's kind of the way it felt in the first half last year, like we cannot be stopped. Even when we were stopped, we felt like that a little bit. So, now, how do we keep that going? You just got to go out there and play. You got to keep, keep just playing. You got to keep trying to be aggressive, and they just got to keep making those plays, though. All right, there is Donnie Kirkpatrick, and we'll see if that offense can keep going. What that win does, Tony, and uh, I think everybody needed it. I almost think the fans needed it more than the players because the players, <laughs> their mindset, they're going to go to work every single week and keep working harder and harder until they were able to get a win. But the fans needed this one because they've been to one home game this year against South Carolina. The Pirates lost that game. They didn't play well offensively. And there were some issues with concessions and other stuff. I don't know if you've heard about all that, but they didn't have a great experience at the game. <laughs> well, you go out and beat Marshall, now people are excited to give uh, Dowdy Ficklin another chance in 2021, go out and see a game. But that one was huge, man, to, to get that win. And now you start to kind of look at the schedule, right, and say, all right, maybe we can get to six wins, get to a bowl game possibility but see the, the thing about that that win last week it's it's a great win for the players because now they they know at any moment if, even if they're down maybe 15 or 16 points in the fourth quarter they have the capability of coming back so True. that that that's that's a great win in that aspect but one of the things that we cannot do this week is get all cocky and think Georgia, Georgia Southern or whoever Elon, whoever this well, team is. We need is. to know they're Charleston Southern. <laughs> oh, Charleston the Southern. Players <laughs> okay, whoever coming in here, we can't we can't just uh, think that you know this is going to be a pushover. We got to go out and play the game and and score fifty points against these guys. Come on, let's get a game where we can get some backups. Yeah, in, absolutely. Have fun. Yeah. Put some points on the board. Let's let's do that. Uh, coming up this Saturday, we'll be with you two o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Tony, uh, what's your uh, score prediction for this one? You got the Pirates guaranteed win. Guaranteed win. But how many points? I'm going. I'm going. I'm going 38 uh, 13. Fair enough. 38 13. We don't have a line yet because uh, they're an FCS opponent, so mm-hmm. that'll come out hopefully tomorrow uh, or Saturday. Uh, but definitely, I think tomorrow we'll have a line for the game. I set it at around 24, right? I said 28. Maybe uh, I'm a if, tad if, high. If we don't win by more than 20, 20 points, it's something wrong. Okay, come on now. I, we, I, I hear we, you. We, we, it's, 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 it's what we have to do to, I think, as confident wise, going in and just. 
putting the hammer down on the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we need to do that. Let's do it. Let's beat an inferior opponent uh, Saturday at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. All right, let's get our final break in. We'll come back with some final thoughts from touchdown tony collins also a look at our buccaneer music hall scoreboard east carolina has announced a basketball game for the upcoming season we'll tell you about that as well you still got a basketball team hey easy <laughs> come on easy tony. why you gotta say that i'm tony? just kidding man. why you gotta joke about joke. it it's just a little jokey joke some jokes hurt tony that one hurt me <laughs> We still got a team. We're still going to play. Who's your point guard? <laughs> that I don't know. Well, Tristan did, but we got a lot of new faces this year. We'll uh, talk more about it after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by carolina hardscapes making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about if you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace pool walkways fire pits or more then carolina hardscapes is the place to call get started on your dreams today at carolina hardscapes on fire tower road across from bostick sug furniture now back to the show welcome back save lives be a hero and make a thousand dollars your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $1,000 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now let's head back into Pirate Alive. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, quick look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Right now, Igo's Mariners are trying to sweep the A's. They're up 6-4 to four and try to stay alive in the AL wildcard hunt. The Braves leading the Diamondbacks 4-1 to in the seventh inning. Giants trying to hold on to their lead in the West over the Dodgers, but they trail the Padres 4-2 to in the fifth. And the Dodgers not helping themselves, losing to the Rockies 5-3 to in the eighth. Coming up tonight, App State will host Marshall, and the Carolina Panthers will take on the Texans. You can hear that game right here on Pirate Radio. That's a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Da Buck. Da Buck. Thank you, Jenny. Uh, Tony, earlier in the show, you were watching TV, and you saw that Liberty is a road favorite at the Syracuse, Carrier Dome yeah. at Syracuse. Where the hell's Liberty? And you said, where does Liberty come from? <laughs> you actually said, where is Liberty located? Lynchburg, Virginia, I believe. Um, and on that note, Tony, you can go see Liberty play East Carolina. They'll be in Charlotte coming up on December 17th. It'll be the Pirates and the Flames at the Spectrum Center in Charlotte as part of the Basketball Hall of Fame shootout at the Spectrum Center. So there you go. Think we can win that? We can, but I've seen Liberty uh, at Menji's Coliseum. And believe it or not, Tony, they actually have a good basketball team too. They got everything. They got Jesus on their side. (laughs) And uh, they're playing well. So. Uh, Jeff Barber, who had ties to Liberty and ECU, and now the AD at Charleston Southern, will join Jeff Charles on the Pirate Radio podcast coming up in about one minute if you're listening to our live edition. Tony, uh, have fun in Foxborough. Who are you, are you hanging out with, like, old teammates? or what Nah, yeah, go up there and sign a few autographs and hang out with the fans. And, awesome. Uh, just, just chill out. Be a fun time. Oh, yeah. 
All right, Tony, you got two guarantees on the line. Pirates win, Pats win. Let's go, baby. So get those doves. Let's when you, do it. When are you coming back to see I'll, us? I'll be back next Thursday. Wow. Oh, I'm, sweet. I'm, I think that's what I'm supposed to do with the mayonnaise thing. All right. At some point, we're going to see mayonnaise on Tony's head, if you're into that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up soon. Tony, I'll go ahead and tell you, I got a plan. I want to have a ham sandwich, like half a sandwich. I want to dip it on that head of yours. Oh, that's got a mess. And take a big old bite. Jeez. That's going to be my contribution to it. It's got to be better than some of the things I saw at the game of them doing with mayo. Like, oh, yeah. Bad. Those people just yeah. chugging mayo. It was pretty great. They were eating mayo? Oh, eating oh, it yes. like it was Are you like serious? no tomorrow. One dude, didn't ah. one dude dump it all over his body to get tickets to the uh, Georgia Clemson game? He did that college game day. So oh, wow. we're going to take it easy on you. Yeah, please. So we'll see uh, Tony Collins next Thursday. Chandler, good job. Jenny, no problem, great buddy. job Thank filling you. in on video. And we'll see you fine folks Friday, 3 o'clock on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.